Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome to the session. My name is Jason Petros, but of course you knew that because instantly all the hair on the back of your neck stood up as soon as my voice came on. Great to meet you, Jason. <laughs> Hi, Warren. That's your name, right, Warren? Yes. All right. Uh, and we're with, uh, of course, the great and powerful Tasty. How you What's doing, up, man? Tasty? No, oh, wait, hold on. There you, go. there you go. But not in voice. No, yes. not in voice, but in spirit. Yes. You're always here. Both of those. In spirit. So spirited. I'm both. I would introduce our uh, social media person, Kim Shimpke, but uh, nobody cares about her, apparently. <laughs> nobody would be ever interested in anything Kim has to say or do ever, um, so we're not going to talk about her. I still don't know who you're talking about. Exactly, right? Hey, guys. <laughs> guys. Uh, hi, Kim. 
No, we were talking earlier. I'm talking to Kim, and she's telling me like she has an, a gig that I'm not even going to get into because no one cares apparently. And I'm like, can we talk about that on the on the show? I think that's really interesting. She's like, nobody's nobody's ever going to care. That I don't is know. Not what happened. I don't know why you would ever bring anything like that up ever because nobody cares about All me. Right. I've Zoom worked here so for four whole months, and my, no one even cares about me. My name is Kim, and nobody cares. It's like it's like that cartoon Kim Possible. It's Kim Possible for anyone to like what I do. Reference for the millennials mm. out there. You've only been here four months, right, Kim? <laughs> Two. Two and oh, a half. Okay. Yeah. Well, it feels like four. <laughs> feels like four and a half years. <clears throat> even though it's only been four months. Welcome back, Kim. Why thank you. What I'm very happy here? to be here, but I'm still undecided. <laughs> me too. <laughs> to be honest with you, me too. You let us know later. Yeah. The beer that I'm drinking is good. So there's what are you that. drinking? Oh. That's the Pizza Port Whip beer. It, which is super ironic, and I hate living in this time in this timeline oh boy, because the wit beer is clear. Yeah. That's yes. a clear wit beer. Yes. And I hate my life right now. And I wanted to just <laughs> Nothing end. makes sense. Are you sure you're not living in a bizarro type world? I think yeah. I might be. We're in the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. <laughs> we wrote him with Rick and Marty. Man, you know those uh, <clears throat> those um the the Facebook challenge where it's like ten the year, ten year challenge of you know when you post <laughs> yeah. your your profile photo from ten years ago and your profile photo now and supposed to everyone's supposed to gawk at how much mm-hmm. you've changed. Hold on. Which is something I would never do because well, I don't want to compare myself now to what. <laughs> Beth, you look exactly yeah. the same. What are you talking it's about? It's okay. Yeah. We do that for you. That's no. true. Yeah. yeah. I get enough judgment yeah, in we, this room. We agree. Don't do that. I have a yeah. list right here of my <laughs> what I like about you the most. And it updates hourly. Yeah. Uh, I use the Internet of Things. Well, thanks, and, Scott. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, You're welcome. But that you need the list of the things you miss about her the most. <laughs> this is what I miss degrading from you <laughs> as just eroding over time. <laughs> As the sands of time wash away. No, um, and someone posted like a photo. Uh, it was a, a, a clear IPA. <laughs> hey, uh, IPA. Oh, that's really good. Uh, that's really. I'm like, that's, that's clever. God, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, that's a good. Uh, that's a good joke. I appreciate that. I, appreciate left turn. That. I don't know if it was a <laughs> yeah. joke. It might have just been a sad commentary. That's true. You know what? <laughs> brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> speaking of that, that trend, I read some article about, uh, you know, it's maybe more on the, the whack-a-doodle scale, uh, but this lady laid out this really good case for how the, the 10-year challenge is really just Facebook training their artificial intelligence and oh. facial recognition. Because she's like, look, oh. she goes, okay, so of course people are going to go, why would they need help? They already have access to all of this, right. uh, all of my photos, but they're all out of context. And we don't really generally post photos of just ourselves. You know, it's like a, a group yeah, of people. Group. Mm, yeah. And, you know, facial expressions can be the same and facial recognition but software the age is super would, good. would vary across the whole spectrum. Right. But they were able to get you to, you to tell them that 10 years, that's the interval that yeah. they nailed down. 10 years and this face is this so face, can, but 10 years so after. There's no question. Do like uh, aging basically? They'll have their own aging algorithm. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. They just There's, had you do the work for them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, uh, so uh, you're training AI, so, and that's yeah. the theory. And Facebook mm. is going to so huh. then you can yeah anyway and like so when you're posting it, it's they'll read the caption. This right. is you know me with a field or whatever, and mm. you're just you're just training the machine, man. Yeah. Huh. Do you want Skynet? Because that's how we get Skynet. What do they get out of that? What was what was the article worried about? 
Um, well, it's just showing privacy. showing how you've like lost weight or gained aged or yeah. Well, but what does Facebook? What are they going to do with that information? That who, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I already right well, now. Well, like there's, age, age. Yeah, there's like gadgets. There's at least one specifically that I think they're coming to market with. Maybe it's on Kickstarter. And I read some weird article about it, but um, it's a wearable <clears throat> pins to your shirt. Okay. And it connects to your Facebook, so it will tell you. Like Ugh. if if I go to if I am outside and mm. and it, it picks up on anybody that is in my Facebook friends, okay, uh, or I've run across, it'll tell me. Like I'm assuming on a text or whatever um, that hey, this person, you know this person from this place, and it like oh. will help you out that way. Nice. Oh, so I don't have to remember anything. Exactly, about I could use that shit. Right. Yeah. And then in ten years, when the neural uplink is right there, then you, you'll just know the information. I don't. Know, I, f- I found it really fascinating, and like, mm. of, of, that's where they're they're that going. Cool. They're just going to sell facial the information. Yeah, it's all about facial. But that was still yeah. a rumor, or, or was that? No, true? no, no. That's it's, a theory. It's, it's, it's a, a theory. conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. But you think about it's it. A, if, if if Facebook found a picture of you five years ago, they could use this algorithm to age you five years. Yeah. Because you're from collecting this data. Yeah, so that way there's a cool little app that w- you could make yourself. Yeah. We'd be recognized. Uh, All that shit's there, dude. Hmm. Yeah, 10 years from now from a photo you took today. Uh, it's crazy that. Interpol will arrest you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Minority Report. Um, it's crazy that people still trust Facebook with their information like that. Didn't Give we learn up. anything from those games? Yeah. Like, no. like uh, take uh, this quiz and find out what color shoelaces you are. Yeah. Have we People not learned about that? Right. They have, already have your photos. I don't feel like how this this is any different. Because you're just you're giving them context to it. You're giving them information to further whittle down and focus um, the algorithm. You're on. saying here's two yeah. pictures that really represent how well I've aged in ten years. Yeah. yeah, this is this is these two images are the same person. We're also just checking off who's the sheep of all of the people that you. Well, there's that with. too. That's I true. think it's more bizarre when Clash of Clans asks for my microphone microphone permissions on my camera. <laughs> That's true. And recording features. Yeah. And uh, what service do you use to launder Bitcoin in? Right. Because I need access to that. Um, <clears throat> we all know VeChain is the new, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, I've totally heard of that before. Oh yeah, VeChain. You get VThor, dude. I'm. A, uh, don't worry about me, dude. I know what's going on. Uh, this is the session. This is not the weird rambling hour. And uh, today on the show we have Camino Brewing from local people in San Jose, California. I mean, is South Bay really local? It's local <laughs> enough. I don't get there very much. So yeah. Bart yeah. doesn't I mean, it's a long go ways to off. San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if you're not on the Bart line, you're nothing? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a car, so if you're accessible to me, then you matter. <laughs> uh, well, we have Alan and Nathan here in the studio. They're going to jo- be joining us, of course, in the next segment uh, to talk about their beers. And they have a coffee beer that won an award, so we'll talk about that. And uh, drink, uh, as they say, other fresh beers. So I have no idea what's in store for us, and I, well, I, I like I kind surprises. Of like that. Yeah, don't, I don't need an agenda. Give I'm all right with that. Was that a deliberate? So you couldn't decide that you hate them before they come in here? Maybe you think you, you think they're that like I feel tied like they've in? Learned. I think so. Yeah, I think most people have learned. I hope so. I really do because that would be great. People do listen. Oh, to you uh, I just wondering is this, is this session and every uh, session brought to us by more beer? Uh, it is tasty. Oh, How did you know that? I just somehow I just I just ran through my head like I wanted to hear that. Oh well, man! We just finished the pre-show, so welcome to the session. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is for Patreon subscribers only. You get the tw- first twenty minutes absolutely free. <laughs> Everyone else has to pay. Send me your twenty-year Facebook photos now. 
<laughs> Advance eat yourself. Uh, speaking of more beer, I, just a segue king is coming in. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, more beer wants to change your malt game with Viking malt. Hailing from oh. Northern Europe, Viking malt is a family-owned malt house since 1800. And 80 plus 3. Whoa. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers. And they're a malting malt then. Right? And is the largest specialty malt producer in the world. Their base malts are malted from no-lox varietals that do not contain the enzyme lipooxygenase, which leads to trans 2 nonanol in beer, which, of course, is responsible for those stale cardboard flavors. So head over to morebeer.com and brew with ingredients from the future. Of course. Hmm. Future of us, dude. This timeline better shape up, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> clear wit beers and hazy you got other some beers. Complaints? Well, I, I, I'm making a list. Okay, I'm making a list. <laughs> you know what? That'd be a good YouTube channel. Just like like to rant about because I'm thinking I'm like that'd be very original. No one rants on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing yet. <laughs> but like specifically about what's wrong with this current timeline. <laughs> And like how to like change mm-hmm. it, and you know, sort yeah. of time travel sort of that. Ideas know? for the next timeline. Yeah, like I'd put my fedora on. <laughs> That's one episode. Yeah, I'm, I keep touching this what microphone is- cover, and I hate it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd put my fedora on and get my katana out, and I would just sit there and I would just talk about uh, how this timeline can't be reality because we have a clear uh, wit beer. Because yeah, you're not enjoying yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I'll talk about. I'll give you my review of um, of uh, Dragon Ball Z Broly, and um, you know we'll go from there. Oh, I stopped paying attention to it uh, after about 1995. Yeah, me too. I was just trying to be cool. Oh. I'm just trying to be cool to the kids, Warren. <laughs> be cool to the kids. Yeah, I haven't been here. I don't think I've been on this show since December. Yeah, I don't had think any of December. us. Yeah, you didn't miss any. <laughs> have we not had? Have no, we, we not had, had one? We had two right. holiday breaks and a cancellation. Right. Yeah, it's been four weeks. It's been four weeks. Four radio yeah. weeks. Jiminy Christmas. Well, we didn't want to have a show without you, so. <laughs> Thank you, Warren. We, we were going to continue to We were going to do the No Guest Show back. without you, but we thought you'd be a... No one else knows what buttons to press and knobs to turn. Uh, man, I will teach you. <laughs> as long as I can still get paid for it, I will teach you how to run this show. Uh, yeah, it feels... Um, I don't know. It feels like an old shoe, like you find an old shoe or an old sock uh, behind the dryer that you yeah. thought you lost. You're yeah, like, it's got oh, a hole on it, so you feel the sand. Yeah, but then you can, you put it on, you're like, ah, oh, that really fits, you know, uncomfortably, and I can't wait for it to be over. Right. I, that's kind of. Can I take it off now? I'm yeah, ready to take it off. That's right kind of now. It's yeah. kind of the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, can't wait for it. <laughs> uh, we have some beer news. A couple, a couple two tree stories. Nothing, nothing super major, of we, course. We gave them a month. They better have done something. Thing for us to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know what's awesome about doing this show, Warren, is that I ju- you just reminded me about feedback. Hey, I bet someone even wrote into feedback. <laughs> the Janet Jackson the song? They, they might have been complaining about no show last week. There's a Janet Jackson Wait, what? song? Called Feedback. Oh. Can we play it during the break? No, we'd have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> you can play it during the break. You're going to buy it? We'll, we'll play it. <laughs> play it's it not during, my invoice. Play it during the fifth break. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, so we'll play it during the fifth break. I, my favorite thing about Kim is that, like, she says stuff in such a tone that you should already know about it. Yeah, I thought I did. It's going to make her boyfriend really hang out a long time. <laughs> More or less. He lives very far away. <laughs> <laughs> but you still talk. It's just like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Easy. I didn't know. Yeah, I just said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God bless. 
Uh, I got paperwork here. Feedback today is brought to us by the Beer Law Center. John over there at the Beer Law Center works hard to protect all the things that we need protecting. He's basically like like a jock strap, like a cup around anything you need, any trademark thing that you have. Yeah. That's John. Whenever you think of John, think of cups and think of jock straps. A legal jock strap. A John strap. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if you're from Philly, that's like multiple. You only need a John strap. Is jockstrap a, a trademark term? Is that like Kleenex? Oh, or Xerox now? Maybe we should call John. <laughs> John, John, do me a favor. Because <laughs> yeah. if not, I want to trademark the word jockstrap because <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Or John strap. That'd be a good um, S&M bar, but for like closeted like athlete, athletes, jockstrap. What, what no. bar? <clears throat> well, I'm just, I don't know. Why not? Yes and, Warren. Yes and. Come on. And let's go there. Let's build it. Thank you very much. Uh, this first... Um, like, I just heard 20 different beer names there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm writing these down. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm, I'm tired. What do you want from me? I'm trying to make dumb jokes. I'm tired, okay? <sighs> let's go to take a nap. Okay. This first one is from John, and it's titled, quote, Varietal Feedback. Okay. I don't know what that means. About wine. Maybe we could read fine. the email, and then we might know. Hmm. On the subject. Are you going to read it out loud or just yourself? <laughs> no, I'm just going to read it to myself. Oh, okay. I'm waiting for you guys to stop mumbling. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast, working my way up from the very beginning. Oh, we're sorry. Which, yeah, I, I don't I recommend mean, really? that, dude. Don't do that. Go don't back do and that. listen to a random one here and there. Is that because you weren't on the first one? No, it's not about that. Oh. You know, it, he's right. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to no, listen. No, it's not. We were excellent from the, from the get-go. It's just that... You're listening to something that's old news, like the whole like. Mm-hmm. I might say something ten years ago about a beer fact that's not true today. Things have changed. That's that's not the current you know theory. Mm-hmm. So you heard it here at first. Tasty is outing himself as a total liar. He didn't know anything See, ten years ago. I don't claim. Yeah, yeah, everything I say here is with a grain of salt. <laughs> I don't lie intentionally. I just make a lot of mistakes. That's true. But if you want to follow the drama of our lives. But not Kim's life because no. nobody cares about Who? Kim. No, Who? no one can't. No one will care. JP, no one will care about what I have to say. Do you think they'll care? No, I really don't. But I mean, I just really. <clears throat> also, I listen while brewing, but my player plays the most recent, so I'm working towards the middle from both ends. Oh, okay. What? I. I don't know. You're the math guy. You tell me what the hell is. So two trains approaching at 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Two trains leave Chicago at the same time. How many brews will it take to get to the middle? (laughs) Right. Uh, Why were they in Chicago? Uh, Right now, I'm listening to an episode from December 2018 that JP is hosting. Weird. Okay, last year. Weird (laughs) that I'm reading his email and I'm hosting. What? Mm. So actually one of the more relevant ones. Yeah. Uh, In his blurb about more beer, thanks more beer for your steadfast sponsorship, he says, he uses the expression hop varietal. You keep using that word. That word doesn't mean what you think it means. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Know-it-all's online. It is not a classy way to say variety. Varietal is an adjective that refers to a product, typically wine, made from a single variety of something. In the case of wine, it would be grapes. No Pinot Noir wine is varietal, being made from Pinot Noir grapes. Did Warren write this? I think uh, Pinot Noir can also be a blend. It doesn't have to be 100% from Pinot Noir grapes, but I could be wrong. I don't know, clearly. Well, that's just labeling. I normally don't correct grammar mistakes since most Americans have never been taught grammar. What? So he was just saying varietal. First is of not- all, 
We I all studied went a lot English. of grammar. Thank yeah. you very much. I take you exception can? to being called an my American. English teacher. I'm gonna have her come and give that guy a piece of. Yeah, Mr. Henderson's gonna come and beat your ass, John. So is the takeaway that varietal is not a noun? Is that what he's saying? Well, here, let's see. Well, uh, I normally don't correct grammar mistakes since most Americans have never been taught grammar, but pretentious misuse drives me nuts. It doesn't sound classy. It <laughs> oh, sounds ignorant. Yes. Oh. That's it, John. I'm using varietal to be pretentious. That's ex- Well, I'm making dick jokes on either side. Um, it, you got it. You, you, Man, you have an ear for this well, shit. Well, I, I think I'm, I might have missed the point here. He's saying that varietal has to do with like a certain uh, ingredient that goes into the beverage, right? Yeah, like, he says it's an great, adjective right? that refers to a product made from a single variety of something. Right. So uh, what if we had a so single hop I, beer? Wouldn't that be a varietal? Well, if I say hop varietal. In the context of a one hop in the beer. I guess. Why not? Right. He's saying that's wrong or that's the way you're supposed He's to He's saying say. we're misusing it. Just say variety. I don't know, man. Apparently yeah. I've never been taught grammar, so I don't know. Mm. Uh, like some tool saying, call Bill or myself. I can't call yourself. I can call myself, so you can call yourself, but I can't call yourself. I do enjoy the program. Please keep the beer information coming. Just don't let the fact that some tool has a lot more money, wait, has a lot of money make you look like as much of a fucking moron as he is. grammar error there. What the uh, fuck is this guy talking about? Christian he, he, he didn't even give an example of how to correctly use it, right? <clears throat> Apparently not. Hmm. Well, no, he said Pinot Noir, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's a... Certain grape is a varietal. Yeah. No, but how do you but how correctly about, use the word varietal? He didn't give an example of that. Pinot Noir. No, he he didn't. Because he's I dumb. don't see the di- differentiation between like marisada and and Pinot and, and a grape a varietal. What's the difference? I don't. I don't either. Why can't is we that use actual formal thing? I'm reading it right know. now because I, this is where this, so you guys can thank John for the the, the screeching uh, halt. Mm, a varietal yeah. wine is made uh, from a, primarily from a single name grape variety. Uh, the definition of varietal is an adjective. So he basically or it's just a noun, this. a varietal wine or grape. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't give a shit. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying well, varietal, true. and you can fucking deal with it, well, John. You're just a dumb American. Apparently, yeah. We got our own version of grammar here. Yeah, all words are made up anyway. We Language put, is arbitrary. Oh, I like this. Oh. I've got my own varietal of English that I'm going <laughs> to use. <laughs> you know, you know what? Definition of varietal is the noun. A wine such as Merlot bearing the name of the principal grape variety from which it's produced. Okay. I, I would argue, like what Tasty's saying, if you have an IPA that's mostly Chinook, you can call it a Chinook varietal. It's well, primarily. Unless he's saying that it's because it's only a word used to describe wine, not anything oh, else. Oh, that's fine. I, I'll give you that. If it's, is if that it's what not he, allowed, what, he no, might be saying that. He might. Who knows? He's not he's very clear. That, I, I'll give him that. Yeah. Sure. What he needs to do is go back and study grammar because uh, literally, I have no. There's four people in the studio. We have no idea what you're talking about, John. The, Sorry, dude. English is a living language. We're trying to help it move forward. Yeah. That's correct. You are the weakest link, bro. Give us a break. Goodbye. Get out of here. <laughs> I, whatever, dude. I typically don't. Yeah. I typically don't email in to correct people's grammar, but I just couldn't. I, every time I hear it, I, my penis shrinks, and I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Can't afford to lose the real estate, if you know what I mean. Whenever someone starts a sentence like "I don't usually do this" or "I don't usually say this," <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, exactly what's bullshit. going to yeah. happen. I'm right. trolling you. You yeah. know it's pretentious pedantry. <laughs> 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 it's called pedantry. 
Oh, but I call it no the, grammar. I called it the pantry. Is the mailbag mm-hmm. empty or is there a... No, no, oh, we got oh. we got something from Tasty or excuse me, from Clayton. <laughs> oh. From Clayton. I do live in Clayton. He just yeah. sent an email. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just, it's called Tasty Segment. Okay. Oh, what's up Tasty? Everyone keeps saying what's up Tasty, but originally it was what gives Tasty? That's a new name for the, oh. for the well, segment. But, but see Clayton what gives? Clayton I know is a freak. So I think if he's saying what gives, I think I believe ta- I believe Clayton over myself. Oh, mm-hmm. so I think he's right because Clayton's a bit of a wackadoo. I think he's right. What gives? So you met you've met Clayton. Yeah, I like the original better myself, but call it what you will. Thanks for all the things, Clayton. So, Tacey, that's a good segue. Salut, Clayton. Do we have a baseline? Um. Do you have a Do you have a what's give what gives segment, Tacey? <laughs> I'll make something up. That's what we. I mean, come on. Okay. All right. Remind know. me after the feedback. All right. And uh, we're gonna do this, dude. Yeah. We're gonna do a what gives tasty. And yeah. thank you to Clayton for calling me out yeah. on that shit. Yeah. I don't know. Some guy just uh, sent me a news article, so I don't really care about that. Oh. That's not really feedback. Uh, and then uh, this must be spam. Meet photographer Phil Kramer. No, I really don't want to. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> to all my friends of the session. Hi. This is uh, from Doug. Dougie. Yeah, apparently. Um, and then, uh, you know, it uh, bashes me, which is pretty good. <laughs> Wait, what, was it addressed address to you? Uh, no, it's to all my friends of the session. Right. It's the title. So it might not be you. I've waited years to write this email. I love this session, particularly <laughs> when Justin is hosting. Ooh. He's like a curious two-year-old in a 40-year-old dried-out alcoholic's body. <laughs> Nothing wrong with JP. He's just an over-opinionated hipster, hating hipster, who mm. tells the worst one-line puns I've ever heard. But he makes amusing comments related to hip-hop, so I, I'll give him a pass. Yeah, the pun is its, it's a joke. It's on purpose but uh, <clears throat> uh recent episodes from plan b and mother earth were a refreshing change to the more sophisticated from the more sophisticated breweries which are also interesting to hear from i must have listened to the beachwood brewing episode 10 times at least so thanks for that mm-hmm. in the mother earth episode someone wrote in and referenced a recipe for janet's brown and asked what category he should enter that in competition mm-hmm. You fucking tool, fuckface bastard. Jeez, this guy what? goes for it. If you just brew a recipe and enter it into a competition, you deserve to drown. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to read. I'm not even going to read what he said. But he says uh, <laughs> you deserve to drown in the S word. Um, like the news article about the guy who injected this word into his arm to ease his lower back pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of us craft the Irish. Some of us craft our own recipes and have been tweaking them for years to perfect them. And for you just to turn to page fifty seven in BYO magazine and do what they tell you to do is bullshit. Take pride in what you do and formulate your own damn recipes. Um well, I, I get that as a an encouragement to brewers. Yeah, she'll enjoy the hobby more if you if you develop the skills to develop your own recipes. But that falling on the ears of somebody who's only been homebrewing for a month or two months or two years even, that's just un, that's just an unfair thing to say. Well, and we've because you got to know what you're doing before you develop your own Right. Well, we've said it on the show for 14 years now. Uh, if you don't, if you can't formulate recipes, pick one that you like and brew that one. Yeah, and it's fine. It's yours because you made it. Yeah, and, and taste it and tweak it. And yeah. that's still good to. to Enter into a competition because then they're essentially evaluating your process. Yeah. So, th- which is no all the competition in, is. There's really. no point. Well, it's a big in, part of competition. In, 
there's no point in making a recipe if you can't even brew a beer. Correct. So I think that anybody should enter, not just uh, seasoned, salty, jaded veterans. Well, I, Doug I here disagrees, so uh, whatever. Um, he says, remember that time that JP insulted a listener times a thousand? <laughs> Which, Which one? Time, he, right, exactly. I thought it was clear. interesting how he criticized your puns, but like to show that all they did was say, talk about it. While they were wearing a taco. <laughs> Talk about it. The guy who ran out of propane while brewing and was asking why JP hasn't returned his emails. I do not remember that, but he says, uh, hilarious, best thing I've ever heard. So there you go. Oh, guilty as charged. That's the best thing he's ever heard is me yelling at another dude that he doesn't know. So then he does like you. <laughs> who cares, really? Just thinks you're funny. Uh, why is it that every time you get a caller, it's some guy from Wisconsin <laughs> who has a high-pitched, annoying, nasally voice? I'm from Wisconsin, and we don't all sound like that. In fact, I have a very deep voice. Call in. Huge balls, and we don't ask whether or not we should pee on our wives. We just do it. Mm. This guy is going deep, because those are like, those are 10-year-old references, yeah. I think. Yeah, Especially when we were, I, wasn't it that guy, maybe, you, know, you definitely weren't on, Bev was, Tasty may remember, there was a guy, and he was like, should I go wake up my wife? And I think oh. I was trying to get him to pee on her. Oh. Something or I think some, that's what he's talking uh, about. Yeah, I do remember that. I also call. remember this. Yeah. I think, yeah, I wish, I really wish he would have taken my advice. Hmm. It would have been good it for him. It would have been great radio. Yeah. It really would have. <laughs> <laughs> it really absolutely would have. Can you imagine what that radio would sound like? Is uh, this poor, poor, defenseless woman waking up? <laughs> Um, we might have gotten to hear a husband get murdered. Mm, that would have been great. Uh, one time I, <laughs> right. one time I woke up show. with pain in my feet, and I immediately thought I was an alcoholic lacking B12. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I love the chemistry between Warren and JP on the show. Oh, that's cool. They giggle at each other's little jokes, and it's quite obvious that at some point they may have touched tongues. No, it's freaking me out a little bit. Only, only twice. I'm wow, not going to really brought this. it around. Yeah, you I don't really care. Really it's very like uh, boring. Hmm. Sorry. Except that last part about us. Well, yeah, that was that was good, but it was a really dumb joke. So yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Here's Thanks one. for writing in. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, here's one from. Yeah. I wrote that. Oh, this is one from Richard. He says, "Holy shit! I just refreshed my iTunes feed, and I just realized you guys uploaded every single session episode. Awesome." What? I don't know. I do know that Enjoy. that we have a new um like an ad roll basically. Oh, that's so started. yeah, okay. and I think that's part of what happened where oh. it just kind of refreshes everything. So okay. hopefully oh. they didn't bog anybody down. Um but if it did uh I can't really do anything about it. But they're all back up now. No right? complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, okay. everything should be uh good. Yeah. Great. Oh, so geez. now everyone needs to re-listen to them. <laughs> That's right. From the beginning. <clears throat> this one is from someone called Beer Brain. And uh, the R, the um, subject is called AmazonFucktards.com. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you do any Amazon show, if you do any mm. shopping on Amazon, please use our Amazon link. It's on the homepage. It really helps us out yeah. and uh, helps pay the bills. Yeah, don't be a fucktard. <laughs> yeah, that being said. Hey, Justin, Bevo, JP, Tasty, Beardy, and Crew. Hello. I'm a long time UK, but not... Kim. I'm part of the crew. Well, I'm part of the crew. Yeah, but oh, no crew. one cares about you. You knew that was coming. You no to, one cares about your life. You have oh, to be here six God. months to be a part of the crew. I think you want to start like a telenovela. Uh, I would. Do those people make tons of money? You kidding me? <laughs> In pesos? Sure. <laughs> I'm a longtime UK listener and have made my way through the archives. Well, then I would like to say, good day, mate. In your <laughs> traditional language. <laughs> 
Is that you saying it to him, or is that's he me, writing No, that? it's me saying it to him in his, in his language. Oh, okay. I speak. Uh, anyway, uh, 12 hours a day, I print books like Twilight, Harry Potter, and Fifty Shades while listening to the Brewing Network. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I have now listened to every show you guys have put out since show number one. Mm. Then he uh, put an ellipses, and then he says, yes, that does include the sour hour. And then he puts another <laughs> ellipses. So uh, <clears throat> apparently he likes torture. Yeah. Huh. In the new year, it seems that Amazon gave up on the UK as a supporter of the Brewing Network via U.S. Uh, UK patrons. Oh, right. I've used the Amazon link religiously for the past couple of years, and I'm disappointed that I cannot oh. support you in this way any longer. Therefore, today, I have moved up the ranks from private to corporate. Oh, there oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. What a great gesture. Yeah. Thank Good you. Good job, dude. Appreciate wow. that. I offer you my increased donation for the hours of entertainment and education that has led to the improvement of my homebrew 100-fold. Oh, I'm glad we helped. Yeah. The session Brew Strong, Kenya Brew, and even the Sour Hour have helped me make <laughs> beer worth drinking. Hell, I even won a local competition recently with a Janet's Brown clone. Well, <clears throat> don't let uh, <laughs> yep. Dylan or Doug yeah, or whatever. Don't, don't <laughs> You, did you, did you stole the recipe. You didn't create your own. <laughs> How dare you? Really? You didn't go and track the water down from your source. <laughs> if you want to take it to the next level, he could even move to the U.S., and then you could still use the Amazon link. <laughs> That's right. To give us our 6% cut <laughs> right. out of that, that'd be great. Uh, thank you ever so much for what you have done for the beer community over the years. Although your immediate influence may be California and the U.S., your influence spreads across the world. Be an army for life. Matt C. P.S. Suck it, Schumann. P.P.S. Love you, J.P. Wow. All right. Look yeah, at that, Quite dude. a few deep cuts in the feedback. Today. Hell yeah, yeah dude. I like that. I appreciate that. Uh, beer brain very much. Yeah. And that is um, feedback. Brought to you, of course, by Beer Law Center. Hey. That was a great way to start feedback the, uh, for the year. Library world there. <clears throat> well, Tasty. <laughs> what gives, Tasty? What gives? Oh, that's, that's right. What gives? Well, here, here's what's giving. Uh, coming up in the, our area is what they call San Francisco Beer Week. Yes. Oh, and... Yeah. Uh, it starts on the uh, Saturday, the second, first. Of the first, right. the first of February. First of February for the opening gala. Okay, it's just a great event. It's one of the best beer fests in the Bay Area because it's got like seventy-five breweries that are all local, and all the breweries are in town. It's the only event of the day, so everybody's at this event. Yeah, another good event. Then the in the uh, second, the first is also the uh, Planet of the Younger release. The, the Planet of the Younger always comes out the uh, mm. up at Russian River. Uh, always on the first Friday in uh, February, so landed on the same day as the opening gala. No big deal. Have you that, gotten that to taste it yet? That goes for two weeks. What's that? Have you gotten to taste it yet? No, no. What well, it's not yet? Well, that's yeah. You Warren? wouldn't get to taste it. God, you've got well, connections. I got connections, but I don't. I don't. Have, I don't. Know. I got bigger <laughs> things to do. Is this now. going oh. anywhere? Well, boo, I got to have it before you did. I don't. You know, whatever. <laughs> is this going anywhere for a what gives tasty? Or are you well, just this is talking? What do you, yeah, this is, okay. Because what gives you, 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 you like want me to have more a angst? gripe or, or oh, a angst. thing, right? All right. Maybe it's a new thing for 2019. I well, just, I just, I'm, I, I'm looking for a little more. Okay, I got a free ticket. I'm just trying to get payback. <laughs> so you're looking for you want to give away a ticket to the gala? No, no, I got a free no. ticket. Because oh. I'm just kind of you know paying it back, promoting it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I got a uh, you know a well, soapbox here. Okay. Well, that was what gives tasty. Right. He sold out. A lot like someone else in the room that we can't talk about. Uh, one more thing. On, on mm. February 2nd, Saturday after the opening gala, <laughs> yeah. is the heretic uh, release of Evil 3. So, 
Okay. Come out the Heretic, bring your uh, growler. There you go. And you get it uh, filled right off the uh, fermenter. All right. And that was What Gives Tasty, brought to you by Play Harder Tours, which is a full-service travel company offering custom-built beer tourism travel packages to worldwide destinations. They offer both group and individual travel destinations. travel designed with your personal preferences in mind. Their trips are experience-driven and designed to have you hit the ground running when you reach your destination. Mm. If you enjoy festivals, touring breweries, distilleries, and wineries, visiting bars, cafes, and mixing with locals, eating great food while avoiding the tourist traps, they can point you in the right direction. You'll love their trips. Find them at playhardertours.com. Excellent. Mm. Invite me. I might go with you. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Invite, invite me. <laughs> I have a free ticket to the Pliny the Younger destination. <laughs> no, no, I don't at all. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. I, if he I wanted, got one for I him. Wanted, I don't know, didn't I? I don't understand what's happening, you guys. Oh, do we have a Twitter game, Warren? Yeah, but the music's already coming up. All right, well, we'll do it when we come back. Okay. All right, everybody, this is the session. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Alan and Nathan from Camino Brewing Company. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. The Brewing Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid, 
Kitchen Cleaners, Star Sand, Santa Clean, Lubricants and Defoamers, pH Stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the five-star treatment today. Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the session. Uh, before we get to our guests, Camino Brewing, I want to tell you guys about the Branding Brews podcast, which is a deep inside look at everything that revolves around branding and marketing a brewery. Branding Brews interviews industry professionals covering in-depth strategies and topics like labels, packaging, websites, social media content, trademark, marketing, plus much more. Whether you're in sales and marketing, you own a brewery, or you're looking to start a brewery, Branding Brews is a podcast for you. Go to brandingbrews.com or subscribe to the show wherever you like to get your podcasts. Which I don't know. I don't even know if people really listen to podcasts anymore, to be honest. Well, they don't like to get them. They love to get them. <laughs> Wherever you love to get your podcast. I love Stitcher. It's so convenient. Uh, Warren, before we get to our guest, do we have a Twitter game, please? We still do. Hell yeah, dude. Twitter today is brought to you by Hidden Moon. Of course, you guys remember Michael Fairbrother and Moonlight Meadery, a longtime supporter of the Brewing Network. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking to bring uh, Michael's Braggots to the market. You can help them get started by joining their Lunar Society, which includes 12 society-only mead releases, four society-only Braggots, a hooded sweatshirt, and a pair of tasting glasses, plus discounts and much, much more. To learn more and join the Lunar Society Club, check out Moonlight Meadery at moonlightmeadery.com. All right, Warren, what's our Twitter game, bro? Uh, well, so last week I, I dusted, dusted off the old axe and uh, tuned it up yeah. and uh, rem- remind myself how much I like uh, making music. So, Oh, I thought you were going to confess to an axe murder. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did that later. Going. I did that later. Okay. No one's um, actually seen candy in six months. It's weird. It took me a long time to sharpen the axe first. I'm um, a defense attorney. You guys don't want to talk about this. <laughs> oh. uh, well, nothing happened. Allegedly. Um, yes, right. Yeah, I wrote a story about killing my wife. And <laughs> a it, friend of mine. It I would mean, go something like this. <laughs> um, and so it, it made me uh, miss when we used to have a band on the Brewing Network. Huh? Mm-hmm. And so since I figure that that band's been defunct way too long. Four Friends and Sam, right, for those exactly. of you who don't know. Um I figured we need to create a whole new lineup, and we need a new name. So what is the new uh, BN band going to be called? All right. Did and, you... and the lineup, too? I mean, you can throw that in as well. I mean, Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Name the Brewing Network I mean, band. Like if you hate JP and you want to exclude him from the new band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's totally fair. Did you really dust off your axe? Did you really like well, start playing? Well, it didn't have any dust on it. I just opened the case <laughs> because I keep it in a, yeah, in a hermetically but there sealed was some jar on there. You just couldn't see it. Hey, it's a it's a Gibson <laughs> Les Paul, so it's worth. It's actually one of the better investments I've made. So. <laughs> Is it really? It's it's worth works. more now than when I bought it. There you go. 
Oh, well, hey, yeah. man. Because I've been thinking about, about playing Double the guitar cut. again, too, like uh, dusting off my axe. Mine both have... Um, are basses axes? What sure. else were they? They're, you know what they are? They're fucking double-headed axes, just like barbarians would. Oh, Vikings? Yeah, sure. The Vikings, original yeah. monsters? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, but I haven't done it because my, my problem with playing a musical instrument is what mm-hmm. what's the point? If you're not in a band, what what the hell's the point in learning? I can play Money by uh, Pink Floyd now. Great. Put that on my fucking headstone. Like, what am I going to do with that information? Enjoy life. That's not enjoy. I mean, you, you 15 minutes, you're like, okay, I played it. Yeah. I could have also been doing 12 other things. You exercised your mind and, and learned a skill. Yeah, but I, I do that in making my, my uh, newspaper collages for Fifty Shades of Grey. Do, do you take so. this uh, approach with Alice's diapers? I mean, basically. It's just going to get dirty I, again, and I have other things to do. I pretty much just knock out her poo and then use it again. <laughs> just recycle it, re- close the loop. Alan and Nathan, thank you for joining us <laughs> on the show from Camino Brewing right here. Well, not right here in San Jose, but right here in California in the Bay Area. Bay Area kids. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah, hey, thanks. you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming all the way up here. It's a it's a haul, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's worth it. Definitely. So uh, I was looking through the show notes, and the first thing I want to talk about is we talk about, oh, where you guys have brewed previously, but the answer is no. You have no previous brewing experience whatsoever. Well, so I started as a home brewer 10-plus oh. years ago. Okay. Um, and then we got hooked up when we started brewing commercially with EJ Fair. Okay, yeah. So we brewed with Kyle and Josh and Sean, and they've all scattered off to Morgan Territory. Kyle's <laughs> out there now, and uh, Josh is in Hawaii opening his own place there. And oh, damn. Sean is uh, running an epidemic now. So okay. everybody's off doing great things, and and they really helped us from the beginning to get Camino out in the market and and really launch help launch our our first place. So awesome! Were you guys uh, brewing over there just to kind of get the get the word out before you can get space and equipment, or how did all that work out? Yeah, we um, well we have been brewing, uh, you know, in Nathan's uh, garage for you know for. Years and then at that time, still pretty much brewing there. And um, but the beer was so good that uh, Whole Foods wanted to buy it from us and put it on. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? How did they find out you're brewing your garage? How do they know about you? So Nathan, Nathan and I started. Um, you know, we got an interest in building a brewery and, and kind of taking. Nathan had this amazing beer. You know, this great skill set. We didn't, you know, once we decided, you know, we can tell you a little bit about the story, kind of why we decided to make a brewery. But yeah. once we decided to go down that road and we uh, were looking at San Jose as a, as a possible location because it wasn't saturated with uh, craft breweries at the time. It's, yeah. I don't. Is it is it still? I think I it's know. pretty kind of we were the 12, wide open. We were number 12 to open back in April of 2018. Oh, so. 18th. 2001? 18. Yeah, last we just year. opened up. 12? I had no idea. There have been two more, I think. I think we're up to 14 now. But I think San Jose is a market that can take that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. becoming yeah, more, you know, more, I don't know, people are getting more excited about it. Now they're starting to see some more interesting craft breweries and different beer styles coming into town. But, but now so you've bought your own training. equipment, have your own brewery and your own tap room. We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, not to push it forward too yeah. fast. 
But before the, how long were you putting beer into the market with EJ Fair? Yeah, so so he Alan calls me up one day and says, uh, "Hey, Whole Foods called us. They want to put us in their store that they're opening on the Alameda, uh, which itself was going to be one of I think two Whole Foods in the country that had." Um, an actual brewery in it. That's true. Oh, yeah, and I remember so, that. that. was a huge news. And we got hooked yeah. up with Whole Foods because we'd actually brought a friend of ours uh, crafting a strategy. Um, they help brewers and connect brewers from all over the place. And so Sam Holloway, who runs Crafting a Strategy, was a friend of ours. So we actually okay. brought him to San Jose, and he gave a talk to the, all the local breweries about how to basically up the beer game in San Jose. Hmm. So at that talk was the regional regional beer buyer for Whole Foods. So we kept talking to him. Alan calls me up one day, I'm at work, the public defender's office, and he says, hey man, Whole Foods wants to put us on, on uh, at the brewery on the Alameda. Damn, dude. Great. That's, that's, yeah, it was cool. Cool, what do they want? Well, I promised them a 100% locally sourced, California grown uh, <laughs> IPA. Like, Hand-blown glass bottles, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The I world. Said, sure. He promised the world. Yeah. I see said, how this sure. relationship works. Yeah. <laughs> I said, sure, no problem. And six weeks later, you know, we were we were in the Whole Foods, and uh, and from there we we started wow. reaching out to other breweries who can produce us on a on a wider scale. Uh, EJ, we were lucky to connect with them. Sure. Uh, and we were lucky to be able to put out thirty barrel batches, and we started. Yeah. We started bottling. You know, yeah. Whole Foods. The next thing, they uh, our friend Wes. At Whole Foods, he said, well, you know, can you put this beer in bottles? And, um, you know, we thought we talked about it and we thought we could figure that out. And he said, because we want to put it in all of the 43 Northern California Whole Foods markets. And we'll do it simultaneously. Of course he will. (laughs) Because why make it easier on on us? That that would be like a one-time release or no, no, you got a shelf space, just keep it full. We did that three times with him. I see. Um, So I don't think anybody was quite sure if it was going to be a regular deal, but they ultimately did that three times for us. My case is yeah, the barrels math is all messed up. What, what, how many barrels of beer would be? 43? Uh, oh, 43 markets? Uh, yeah, they, 43 markets. They were buying somewhere between two and five cases uh, per, per store uh, 22s at a time. So times 43 stores. So oh, wow. it was a few hundred. That's a lot of math, yeah. Beer. Yeah. Nice. But I, I should just say, cause, because we got the opportunity here, is that the, the, the bottles that we, we had made the bottles uh, – Actually, we made them in Los in Los Angeles at a, mm-hmm. at a uh, again, I can't remember the name of that place now. But they make you know they do designs, they do bottles, and they had shipped them all up to a Northern California. Okay. And instead of shipping them to EJ Fair, where they were bottling it the next day to be delivered to Whole Foods the following day, right? The uh, driver got the address wrong, and they shipped it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but I live at the top of a mountain in Santa Cruz. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. And so the, uh, the semi uh, was going up the road, and the driver was like, you know, where, you know, where the hell am I? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then all of a sudden, he couldn't get the gas going anymore because it's too steep. Mm-hmm. So he hit the brakes, and they locked. And the entire semi started sliding back down the hill. And he, and he, he actually opened the door and he jumped out. Whoa. He jumped out of the semi. There goes all your, and your bottle's all like, what, what, what happened with the Well, the truck slid back. It went down about 30 feet. It rolled back. The back wheels went over the curb, which is then about a 40-foot cliff drop. Okay, so he was smart stopped. to jump out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was dangerous. And, so, and, okay. the, and the truck stopped. 
So, so you didn't lose any bottles on that. No, 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 that was bottle. my fear. We you have to unload the, the bottles from there. No, yeah, truck. Winch them out. Now I'm worried about it. I assume the truck driver is okay. Everybody was. I didn't care about him. Let me just let me just end this story by saying that the bottles made it to Whole Foods. Whole Foods is still buying beer from man. Really, it's the history of Camino. Is like one, you know, one more foot, and that truck rolls off the back there. We've had all kinds of experiences like that opening a brewery. So. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, it's it's it, from doing the show for so long, we hear all sorts of stuff. Never heard that. <laughs> I've literally never heard that. That's a new one. And because when you tell him the story, I'm going, oh well. What do you mean he jumped out? What a dick! Like because I imagine. Well, you, I don't know what's going to do. But, but, the man was shaking. Well, he, yeah, has, was shaking. he has his the wherewithal to know how far the the curve is, and he knows he's going to go over if he doesn't get out of there. Mm-hmm. That man's a hero. For saving himself. No, he's a yeah. hero. Well, yeah. No, he got he, he, he got up at five a.m. and he's the one who drove those bottles <laughs> up the, the hill. Yeah, that's right. Which you know, what are you going to do when there's autonomous semis? That's you know, like we there's got no Elon Musk coming in next next break to well, talk to us about the <laughs> the thing. So let's talk a little bit about before you guys open about the history of Camino and and how you two met. And, you know, kind of take it from there. So Alan and I met in law school. We were going to uh, McGeorge in Sacramento. And the first semester of law school, uh, we were studying for finals. And there was this girl that I was studying with that I kind of liked. Hell yeah. And she showed up one day with Alan and said, hey, you know, Alan, Alan doesn't have anybody else to study with right now. I thought he could study with us. Yeah. I said, sure, absolutely. I, you know, mm. I've seen him in class. The next day, Alan showed up, and she didn't. And he and I have been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a blind date. Yeah, basically. Well, I think that's that was, nice. That was connection. 19 years ago, and we've been through a lot since then. <laughs> uh, now here we are. Okay. I was reading on the uh, the website a little bit about uh, something about a bike trip through Spain. Yes. Yeah, and ahead, how man. that led to a brewery. Yeah, so I called Alan up one day and said, hey, man, I, you know, my job um, is ending. Uh, we we're a contract public defender firm up in Placer County, and we our our firm lost the contract. So hmm. said I, I can, I'm moving down to Santa Barbara to start a new job down there, but I got a couple of weeks, and I need to get out of town. So there's this thing that there's this trail across Spain that I learned about in a medieval history class at Santa Clara University. I was like, hey, you know, people walk this thing. They do this thing on bicycle. It's, a, it's called the Camino de Santiago. You know, you can okay. do like the last hundred kilometers of it. And uh, they give you a little certificate at the end. And it'll give us a chance to get out for a little while. And so he cool. said, sure. And I said, well, if you want to do the last hundred, you know, it's only 500 uh, miles altogether. So That's not bad. why don't we just do the whole 500 miles? Right. Um, so the first day we were out doing the Camino, we were at the top of this hill. You guys were biking? Yeah, yeah. We're biking. Were you like cyclist enthusiasts? Yeah, kind of not really. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I could pick I a, bike a bike out of a photo, uh, yeah. but I don't I don't know what it, he bought a bike down? for this trip. For the Camino. Yeah. Jeez. He bought a bike for this trip. And so, you know, we, we cycle up to the top of this uh, mountain in the Pyrenees. I say hill, it was a mountain. And the wind starts to whip and the rain starts to come down and he looks at me, he's like, What have you gotten me into? <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at me. So no, um, no, you lose your mind on the Camino. You uh, know? Oh, that was everybody. Right. There's no way around. Well, the high altitude, you know, like you get mm. loopy. I'm sure. Yeah, you're for coming, sure. Well, the wind and the rain doesn't help either. You're know, coming from here, right? Yeah. You right. Know, we took our bikes, we disassembled them here, we flew them over there, we put them together, we sh- 
ran them all around Europe, you know, trying to get to the train to get to the mm-hmm. Camino, you know. And then we got going, and right off the bat, it was like hitting like a straight wall, and it was so steep, oh. we couldn't cycle up it. Oh. And so it was the first day. It was embarrassing. Oh. And you're not a cyclist. So no. how do you, were you a cyclist? We pushed, we pushed those bicycles. Nathan? <laughs> I, had, I actually had, had bought my first bicycle since I was a kid about a year before because I was doing a couple of triathlons. Yeah. And so I had a bike and I'd been riding. And it's, okay. I, I was living in Sacramento at the time. And the bike trails along the river were great. So I spent a lot of time. And they were flat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So you I didn't have not your the Pyrenees. on. No, I, I, I walked the Pyrenees right next to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there was no riding up that hill. God. So uh, w- was it was it better after that first initial? Is that the the worst part of it? And you can actually enjoy your trip because it sounds like a beautiful time. I can't imagine that it's ugly riding through the country of Spain. I feel like riding in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As a matter of fact, well, that was just Walking the first bikes. trip, right? So I mean, yeah, I think we had we had a really great experience. And about a third okay. of the way across the country, we kind of we took a day off. Uh, in Burgos, uh, Spain, up in the north. And we went our separate ways for the day. And we both had these really kind of powerful, I think, experiences about the trip that we were taking and how everyone we met along the way, wherever they were from, you were able to come together and share that common experience with those folks. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what their backgrounds were, no matter what country they were from. And... And we, we both experienced that in different ways that day in Burgos. And so we spent a lot of time just talking about, about that feeling the rest of the way across. And that's something that stuck with us to the point where three years later we went back and did it again. But this time we took a couple of months off and we um, started in Rome. So we, we rode up the west coast of Italy through the south of France up to the north of Spain and then across uh, back to Santiago de Compostela. And it was out there that second trip in 2009 that we started talking about, hey, you know, what else can we do with our lives but be lawyers? <laughs> and, and I should say, we didn't start talking about it then. We started talking about that basically that second day after we met in law school. Mm-hmm. But um, but by that point, we'd been doing it for a while, and we had some right. experience with it. And so we, we were looking for something else. And I'd been brewing beer for a little while by then. And we kept coming back to that common experience. What do we like to do? So you wanted a job that wouldn't let you take months off at a time. (laughs) None of it makes any sense. It's true. Well, the the thing is is that the the brewery experience, right, uh, once once he kind of proposed it, we kind of started down that trail, right? Yeah. The the interesting thing is that the the industry, the the people we meet along the way, you know, it's quite organic, and it's very much an adventure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we never could have expected, you know, at the time that we were dreaming this thing up, you know, cycling across Europe, that we would now have a facility in a Timberwell tap room and an old mechanics warehouse that we renovated, you know, nothing's been done in the neighborhood for 40 years, you know, and now we've got this amazing tap room and um, all these great, you know, kind of interesting things have been happening. And so, I mean, it's kind of, you know, we we always come back to the Camino Mm -hmm. because the experience that we have now, it's just not that different, you know, and I think that was the intention when we started out. So that's exciting. Yeah, and there were, you know, all these coincidences along the way. You would be lost, and all of a sudden the, the way would pop up again. Mm. Um, or you'd run into somebody who had a piece of information that you really needed. And the whole creation of Camino Brewing since then has been the same way. We, you know, we had, um, we were trying to come up with our first logo, and we met somebody who was a brand designer 
in New Zealand who was <laughs> deciding to leave her shop and yeah. go out and open her own place. And she agreed to do Camino's first logo for like 500 bucks. Damn. And we didn't have, you know, we didn't. Shout out to Penny have... Dombrowski <laughs> in New Zealand. She's awesome. We barely had the 500 bucks at that point. And right. So, you know, we created that. And then ultimately we ran into Gamut, who's our branding agency now out of San Francisco. And they've done field work and Golden Road. And these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're, they're a real partner along the way with us here. And so you meet people like that along the way who in one way or another enrich the whole experience so yeah I, I, don't, I don't get any time off i'm working three jobs right now <laughs> um, but um but it's far, it's far more um you know, you're living that passion and that creativity that you that you look to live so mm -hmm. yeah well it, it, i mean it sounds like you're you're both kind of just wide open to any experience and I think sometimes if you're not oh, well. if you're not working for yourself, well, not any experience, but you know, yeah. Warren, Warren is sitting close to you for a reason, but not for that reason. <laughs> yeah. um, because I, th I think if you're working for someone else and you're in a job and you just you punch a clock, you're not really you're looking straight ahead. You're not looking kind of in your periphery. And it sounds like you guys are kind of just meeting people along the way, like you're saying, and you're making the best of it, and you're you're kind of bringing them into your world, and you're kind of just a weird organic experience that not a lot of people get to, to yeah. do. And I think the beer, the beer industry is kind of like that. And I, th I think that's why people are attracted to it. Yeah. You know, the, the very first day we were <laughs> taking a train from uh, somewhere in France down to the start of the Camino. And we met this old lady who was traveling on the train with her dog and she had given <laughs> up being a teacher in, I think, Belgium um, with a great pension and everything to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And Alan said to her, uh, her name was Tilly. Alan said to her, wow, you know, that must have taken a lot of courage. And she said, no, there was no courage involved. It was just a decision. I decided I wanted to do that. Hmm. And so I did it. Hmm. And so along the way, you know, it's like I gave up a, a government job with a retirement and, and uh, you know, whatnot to, to come and do this. But it it's never really felt like, oh, God, I it took a lot of courage to do this. It was just it felt like the next natural step. Yeah. Passion, passion drove the whole thing. It sounds Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like that's the origin story of most European artists. <laughs> like I just, I'm going to give up something really cool just to, you know. No, that's what you do. Hang you follow your dream. Yeah, dream right. yeah. Well, yeah. you know this this uh, amazing, you know this beer, right? Mm -hmm. This kind of just thing that we you know enjoy and we you know we can hang out and we can drink it and talk to each other and. Uh, I think this man has an amazing gift with it. You know, he doesn't have any professional background and training. He he really honed the art through his own creativity and, and dedicated passion, and um, it's it's paying off. I mean, this we just you know we won a West Coast National Championship last month for the uh, with the coffee stout that we brought you here today. We we took the Definitely title. Definitely try from, that for sure. Took the title from Ballast Point, who won last year at the Sacramento Coffee Beer Fest. So we won best to show, and um, it just. Is an amazing thing because it's still yeah. it's it's the same beer that we were making back in the day. It's no different, and um, we've been taking it around and sharing it with people for years, in, including the folks at the Sacramento Coffee Beer. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was absolutely sure that we didn't we weren't going to win this year. And in fact, I was telling I was I'm just kind of consoling him. You know, Nate, I'm sorry. There's no way we're going to win. Look at our <laughs> little shitty setup right here. You know, and he was just like, No, we we've got we've got this. 
Wow. Of course, he had already been told by the judge that we won. <laughs> oh. And so I found out a little bit later on in the day, but it was great. You know, it was uh, amazing. I stopped just short of betting him money on it. So, yeah. Man, uh, you really should have. Yeah. And then bottom lunch. <laughs> with his own money. Yeah, with his own right. money. The actual physical dollars. Yeah. So when you're when you're cruising through Spain, how's the beer scene in Spain? I'm always curious. When people are talking about Europe and, and, and kind of the, the smaller towns, which it sounds like you guys are, and I don't know if, if along the Camino it's more touristy or not. I don't I don't know, but what's what's the beer setup like out there? You roll through a couple of big towns, Burgos and León. Those are those are pretty populous towns. Santiago mm-hmm. de Compostela is a pretty popular town, but for the most part, you're going through tiny little hamlets, and some of which you don't see a single person. And if you blink, you've ridden through there, <laughs> um, and you didn't know it. So uh, the beer scene was pretty rough, actually. I mean, we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had days out there. Um, where we were riding through the heat and with a 30-mile-an-hour headwind where we could have used something decent. God. Um, we didn't, like a car. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Air conditioning. <laughs> so what we actually did is we emptied out one of my paneers, one of my saddlebags, basically, and filled it full of ice and started buying uh, you know, Estrella and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically cans of beer. So we had a rolling cooler for the rest oh, of the man. time. And, you know, I think we threw out some clothes and, and stuff because we didn't have room. <laughs> that's not a home brewer for you. I don't we know all got to get high. Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. That's, right. <laughs> that's amazing. So we'd stop at every gas station and refill the ice more and ice, the beer. More beer. And Fuel up. We didn't even have to stop but by the end to pass a beer to one another. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of the inspiration. Actually, cool. for one of the beers that we brought today, the N120 Pilsner, uh, was we got to make we got to make a light beer that actually tastes like something so, <laughs> that you can drink so, on a bike ride. That's right, and the mountains don't have to be cold or blue. So. <laughs> These but are purple mountains; they're right. very different. That's it's right. very fine. Uh, okay, so you guys open up in San Jose last year. How are things going for you? Ten barrels, a ten barrel brew house, ten barrel system. We've got 120 barrels of capacity, um, and it's how well, you're planning for it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. We're trying to. That yeah. was one of the lessons that we were taught over and over again from everybody we talked to. Is the the first problem you're going to have is a lack of capacity, and so yeah, um, yeah. You know, everybody's throwing out their ten barrel system, buying a thirty barrel system the, within the first year. It seemed like, and so. Uh, we we tried to plan for that while still giving us a small enough system to be able to spin different beers uh, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. so that to keep it interesting. Yeah, just learning, you know, and not um, taking on too much, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, uh, it's been good, you know. I mean, we just opened uh, twenty April twenty eighteen, so not not long ago, and um, you know, since we opened, um, we just signed with two distributors that. Um, uh, Geyser Beverage is going to be uh, doing most of the Bay Area, okay. all the way to Yosemite, you know. Wow. And then um, we signed with Stone to, uh, Brewing Distribution for Santa Clara County. Mm. So Stone's going to awesome. be handling all of those accounts locally. Great. So we're excited about that partnership. Yeah, that's cool. With the uh, with the, the brew house, you went, I guess, smaller brew house, but larger fermenter capacity because you said the turnover is is higher and you need it to be higher and that's kind of just the current craft beer climate right i mean everybody's looking for the new you know the next new thing yeah everybody wants to you know you don't want to drink the same ipa over and over again and is is that annoying coming from a home brewing background like yourself where i think as, as maybe your experience is different than mine but as a home brewer i was always taught and i would always teach other people to refine your recipe brew it five times get it to where you want it but 
I, I, do, do you, you don't doesn't sound like you might have that opportunity now as a craft brewer because people are going well that was good but what's what's next well I mean I spent a lot of time refining recipes you know before we ever got open it took us a mm-hmm. while to get open and so it was about eight years from that first conversation that he oh, geez, and I okay. had until we until we actually opened our own shop so I spent a long time brewing but I, really I think that was the beauty of home brewing was mm-hmm. um, you get to experiment with different things all the time. I mean, if you're one of the big guys, people expect your beer to taste like X. But if you're one of the little guys, people want to see different stuff. People want to be excited by what's coming out next. And I think, you know, brewing beer is the one creative outlet that I've actually been good at. I used to play a saxophone when I was a kid, but I was no good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but brewing beer... You couldn't play g- professionally, but you can brew professionally. Exactly. exactly. There you go. So I, really, I okay. think it's a lot of fun to do that. And How many uh, faucets are you running now at your tap? We have 16 taps. 16 running? Wow. I mean, the uh, most, different, each different beer in each one? Well, the most we've run at one time so far has been 12. Okay. So wow. mm-hmm. we bounce back and forth. Right now, uh, we got all the way down to about only six on tap because we're kind of shifting our focus for 2019. We're going to tell a story across the year, and so we're creating beers right now that fit that storyline. Theme. Huh? Yeah. What do you mean? So, well, so for instance, the, the Camino, um, you know, thousands and thousands of people have been doing the Camino. I think 150,000 people, something like that, this last year alone. Wow. This has been going on although not in the same volume since about 900 A.D. Hmm. And so this is something that a lot of people have experience with. Um, They metaphorically break the Camino down into three stages. So there's the ups and downs of the Pyrenees, which they talk about being like the ups and downs of life, the joys and the pains of life. And then there's this long, hot, flat, Meseta across the middle of Spain, which they talk about likening it to the descent into madness or death. And then Galicia, the end where Santiago is, is green and lush and beautiful. And so they talk about that being like rebirth. Hmm. And so we're going to tell that death, life, rebirth story. Uh, throughout the course of the year. So obviously it's winter time. We're starting with death. You brought the ferryman, I think. I brought the ferryman. There you go. The ferryman being the, you know, across the river. Across the river sticks, sticks yeah. You guys man. didn't know this was going to get weird. <laughs> yeah. I want to kill myself. Right. Well, yeah. Because you are, you are descending out of the Pyrenees. You are very close. <laughs> That's true. So we're trying to keep it light, though. You know, I mean, we go literary, we go into the movies, and, and then we okay. go kind of, you know, Greek mythology. I'm Greek. I like Greek mythology. Hey, me so, too, baby. Um, that's right. right. That's right. I could I could feel it. I could feel it. So we've it. got an all work and no play uh, out of The Shining, right? Yeah. Um, we have the ferryman. We we named another beer. Our double northeast uh, that's coming out tomorrow uh, is called Waters of Lathe. And Lathe was one of the mythical rivers of the Greek underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was actually the goddess of Lathe was the goddess of forgetfulness. So you had to drink from the waters of forgetfulness to forget your past life and move on through the underworld. And okay. what's better than that than drinking an 8% beer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You will forget, I forget how I life. got here. Right. Exactly. Bev, I think I found so. our way out. <laughs> They're 8% beer. We'll forget everything, and we can. No, she's not has her headphones on. Never mind. She's not listening. She's reading a book. It looks like it was a good. It was a good bit, and she ruined it. Well, the classic Bev. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we do have a couple beers open in front of us, so let's get to that because you brought, I think, six beers. 
yes. Uh, I, I want to try to get through all of them. Let's so let's do it. What are we yeah. drinking here? So the first one is our N120 Pilsner. So it's this is the beer that was inspired by all that terrible beer we drank out of the rolling cooler. Uh, this beer has about 5% rye malt to it. So there's a little bit of a spice mm. character. So Centennial and Liberty Hops. It gives it kind of a lemony tea-like character to it. There is kind of a different, uh, deeper malt in the nose. Complexity, right? Right. And so and that's this that one, rye? This rye and a Pilsner. Bohemian Pilsner, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Have we ever heard of that, Warren? Rye and a Pilsner? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have. Because it, 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 it smells sweet with a little sharpness to it. Right. At the end. Mm-hmm. Right. It's got the spiciness to it. Yeah. It's very unique. Yeah. Wow. And I think that Bohemian Pilsner category gives you a little bit of room to play with things like that. So, mm. Very nice. Yeah. Tasting it right now. And wow, only that's... 5%. It's surprising how, how strong that is. Strong and, and, and I don't want to say fruity, but like a very soft white grape. Mm-hmm. Not like a white wine, oh, yeah. Yeah. but like a white like, like a white grape. Like a white varietal. <laughs> I really want to choke you right now. I just I want to choke you with every fiber of my being. Hey, my friend Doug just taught me something. <laughs> Doug can eat my ass. <laughs> I really enjoy this beer a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. This is really so good. So you guys do a fair number of lagers in the brewery? Yeah, I, I like doing lagers. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot of fun. So nice. we've got a couple. We've got a new one coming out that's going to be even a little bit lighter. Um, but more more traditional Pilsner style. So, so you run a lager yeast, or are you using dry yeast? Yeah, we use a no, we use a Czech Pilsner. Okay. Yeast. You run that, so, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, we got we're up to the sixth sixth generation on sure. that now. So all right, yeah, it, that's good. What are you guys uh, doing for uh, water treatment? So we, it's hard. I mean, San, yeah. Jose, San Jose water can change, and, and I'm not referring to the water necessarily. Yeah. When it um, San Jose water can change throughout the course of a day. And, and it's right. never good. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's different. That's what right, technology right. is for. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we are taking we are taking measurements on a daily basis, um, trying to get averages as best we can. And then we're seeing what works in our, our uh, gypsum, calcium chloride. That's mainly where we're hitting the water. Okay. Um, the heavier stuff, the stouts we're throwing in. Um, Baking soda, carbonates. Uh, yeah, carbonates. Okay. and so we have an R, we have an RO, you know, filtration system. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Nathan's oh. always building the water, rebuilding oh, no. the water. Okay. Yeah, oh. we we use it's about seventy five twenty five RO to city. Yeah, okay. most okay. of the time. So sure, and that helps with the fluctuations. <clears throat> it does. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. I just spent a week upgrading the water system. So wow, uh, we're we're going to be rolling uh, quite a bit more through there now. Yeah, so, why should uh, the people of San Jose suffer and not have good beer to drink? <laughs> just because the water is shitty. We, right. we can make the water yeah. that we want to. Very yeah. water. Very exactly. Good cause. I'm stuck on this Pilsner. Yeah. That rye is such a unique flavor in this beer that I, I don't know if I've had anything quite like this. Well, I yeah. really enjoy it. And at five, what, 5%? Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. No, I think it's really, re- it's really refreshing. And y- yes, dude. God. I really enjoy it. I, I, yeah. I, no, it's nice. Honestly, nice and clean, but I get it's just nice spiciness. It's gives it something unique. It's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 perfumey, but <clears throat> there's a little bit of edge to it. But there's still that hot bitterness that comes through and kind of cleans it all up. There's a little bit of sweetness, but it's still really dry. It, it's very very it, good. It, it good almost job. acts like a, a, a noble character. That spiciness. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah. 
No, they are yeah. hop derived and malt derived. What percentage yeah. of uh, rye is in here? It's five percent. Five percent rye. It's five percent is all. Wow. There's no place to hide in the beer, so you know. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I mean, there are some beers where we have upwards of thirty percent rye that we've done, and yeah. you can barely tell, right? Yeah. So, this pilsner, like you said, there's nowhere to hide. Do you guys do uh, many lagers? I try and yeah, I, I like making lagers, and so we we try and we we've, we've done. Uh, I appreciate that India Pale yeah, Lager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we've done an IPL. At a, we opened up with a Schwartz beer. Nice. Um, and Copy we, me. we've got two na- two different ones now besides uh, N120 that we're working on. So two more loggers. Two more loggers. Okay. Yeah. So you got me real excited for a second. I thought you meant two more Schwartz beers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think like, that Schwartz beer is one of my favorite beers that we make. Okay. I love that beer. Is so. it a regular, or you, do you bring it back periodically? Um, yeah, it will be. Okay. Will be. Okay. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. What's the beer scene in San Jose since you guys have been open? People. Open to a bunch of lagers. Were they open to a Schwartz beer? Yeah, I think it's that, a weird, um, weird climate right now. No, I, it is. I think N120 is definitely one of our best sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brute IPAs are big right now. The Northeast styles. I mean, the, everything you you'd think would be big, but the yeah. Coffee Stout is also big, um, and people come in willing to try other styles you know I'd do you think people are more open as a craft beer drinker these days versus i don't know five years ago let's say for sure yeah, yeah? i think so i think it's people are expecting something different and um well, they're, they're more like demanding wine, it you know? yeah right yeah, okay you know i mean it's it, the, good, the best thing is the beer is still beer you know it's it's social it, it's not uh pretentious mm-hmm. and um but you know, it's it's it, we can go really far. You know, we can experiment with a lot of different flavors and uh, varieties, and and so you know, you can get very creative about something that's still very accessible. So yeah, yeah and that's lining up okay. well with the consumer. They're looking for the variety and the experimental. Yeah. Kind of well, and you guys were saying it took you what eight years, I think, from inception to to reality. That's right. Back then, you still had flagship beers. Did you have to kind of pivot and change your business plan to to focus on this kind of new drinking environment in the last couple of years? You know, my, or was it not really a thing? Am I making more of it than it needs to be? No, I mean, we definitely had those conversations along the way. Like, how many core beers are we going to have? Or are we going to turn it more regularly? And for me... There's not one style of beer that I like to drink all the time. And yeah. So there's not yes. one style right. I want to make all the time. Because right. one of my favorite breweries in Portland was the Commons. And yeah. for a long time, they didn't even have an IPA. So, you know, I'm inspired by, by that kind of thing. Go out, do something God, different. Too. Do it really well, and people will come and drink I, it. And yeah. I think, you know, I think what, what is, I think it's kind of lucky for us is that we also, I think we make some great IPAs. And uh, we brought some. You guys can try them out, you know. And so, you know, I think that for the for the people who, the, you know, that that's just what they want because they like to drink IPAs, then it's fine because we make a, we make some great IPAs and they're quality, you know. But we're also making a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, that takes you know I think more creativity to make, and mm-hmm. um, you know. So I think that that's I think ultimately I think people are going to get most excited about about those beers, you know, yeah. just because that's where the where the craft. You know where the craft really uh, can can continue to be developed. Okay, 
Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. We 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 don't give short shrift to anything that we do in there. Yeah, because, well, you can't. Yeah, right. Yeah, somebody's going to call you out on it, and the people are going to stop showing up if you're not making quality beer. So even if it's the most popular style, even if no. it's a style that you don't like, you got to do it and do it well. Yeah, Warren. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Even, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like it. Right. Yeah. Just like how I hang out with you. <laughs> but you don't actually, don't like it. but you don't even do it. No, well, uh, I, your I, outside I, voice is on, you know. My, my out, oh, <laughs> oh, your outside voice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought I was just glaring at you. Uh, don't worry. My inside ears are on, so oh, right. I didn't hear you. Great. Uh, what's the second beer that we have? So this is our Brute IPA. This is uh, Old Lang Syne. So this is kind of the start of the... The death series. We were saying <laughs> saying goodbye, right? It's appropriate, but probably not for the reasons you intended. Right, exactly. What's we're, the ABV in this beer? This beer. 100. It's actually, yeah. This beer is 6.8. Mm-hmm. So this beer, obviously, saying goodbye to 2018 and everything that we had accomplished along that way and looking forward to the next new year and everything that it was going to bring. So... Um, this one we did with Citra, Summer, Hollertau Blanc, and the mm-hmm. Whole Melon. So. That Whole Melon, man. What a, yeah. If we could have one hop varietal, that, <laughs> would, be, that, that would be part of my DNA, would be Whole Melon. Really? really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that hop so much. I enjoy, I, I'm really enjoying the... Uh, um, damn it. What was the second hop that you said? Um, let's see. Uh, it's called the Fucky Summer. Warren hop. Summer. That Summer. was one. Summer hop? I've yeah. never heard of that. Summer was one of our favorites last year mm-hmm. for a while in, in the summer. Um, it's, on a, I think, an Australian varietal. Yeah. <laughs> and we made a couple of different ones with it. Uh, Summer and the Citra, mm-hmm. which that's Summer and Citra. And uh, uh, it generally was just a hop we used a lot during mm. June, July. It's not August. easy to come by. What are the no. characteristics of it? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you ask the great uh, have another drink. You tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had too much mischief tonight to, to really get into that. With, so. But I, I, I just really enjoy that hop. So Okay. I mean, I, just from interacting with this beer, I would imagine it's kind of melony, uh, lemony, melony, fresh. Yeah, it, it, and it does, it has a lot of kind of... Uh, berry? There's like a berry thing? Tropical fruit characteristics, but also uh, when it's on its own or, or in a different pairing with other, like, not grapey and not whole melon, um, you can get a little bit of, like, a, a nice tea-like flavor, like light tea. Um, Ooh, I like that, tea. That really goes, like, just a, instead of, like, a, a green kind of dank hop cone, like American, yeah. it's just a light green like tea character that kind of goes underneath the, the fruitiness that's really nice and it went really well with the tropical characteristics of the citra that we were using last year mm-hmm. last year's citra hop was awesome in that regard awesome well hey look if you're out and about and you want to drink great beers like this go to the american home brewers association and check out their free brew guru mobile app if you love brewing beer and saving money on beer when you go out you need brew guru in your corner the app offers a searchable database of homebrew recipes, including popular craft beer clones and hundreds of winning recipes from the National Homebrew Competition. What's more, BrewGuru has a searchable map of deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew shops. Grab the free BrewGuru app for iPhone and Android devices and follow the path to good beer. 
I almost ran out of breath reading that stupid thing, man. It's not was stupid. there no period? It was just one sentence? Long no, sentence. I, I'm, just, I'm just out of breath. Oh, okay. I'm just um, out of shape. It's all those great questions Shit. you were asking. About. <laughs> That's right. My, my brain is You're consuming uphill. <laughs> much more oxygen. <laughs> the Pyrenees are killing Yeah, the, the Ple- Pleiades, I think. Yeah, whatever they're the called. Thing. No, that's the meteor shower. I don't know. Stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up here with Camino Brewing. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to talk about beers and probably make fun of Warren. Hang on. It's what? a session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Hey, this is Gabriel from Half Acre in Chicago. You're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Before we get back to tasting the beers from Camino Brewing, I want to tell you guys that White Labs has pure liquid yeast, and of course that means better beers. White Labs boasts the highest concentration of yeast in the industry thanks to their patented flex cell technology and pure pitch packaging. And I can tell you it's patented um, and trademarked because it has a little TM, and then pure pitch is reserved as a little R. Uh, The yeast contained and delivered using these innovations are propagated in all-grain wort, providing the perfect nutrients for growth and optimal performance. With White Lab's pure liquid yeast, your finished beers will meet the high-quality flavor profiles that you intend to produce. Discover the White Lab's difference. Visit whitelabs.com slash yeastbank to find the perfect strain for your next beer. Hey, you took seven breaths that time. Good job. 
Well, I'm trying not to pass out. Oh. It's my new thing. It's, it's Staying my, conscious? You know, it's my, in, it's in, two, in 2019, I'm really trying to, like, you know, not pass out. I'm not sure that's what they mean by be present, but it's close. It's well, Christmas is over, dark. so it's... Um, so I'm looking at the uh, replies for the Twitter game, Warren. Yes. I show one. I show one. Well, I show four. And I don't understand. And I don't even know how Twitter works, but I have four. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm refreshing the thing. Uh-huh. And so I, I, I feel like people don't understand how Twitter works. By people, do you mean you? No, no. I fully understand how Twitter works, but oh. I just don't understand. I think people are dumb. And when they're responding to it, I don't think they're, like, responding at all. They're not saying at Brewing Network. Uh. Well, these people, it looks like they just commented on the original tweet. Well, then Twitter's not working for me. Oh. <laughs> well, don't you constantly say Twitter's dead? So maybe they finally Twitter's are dead, you dude. now. <clears throat> Twitter, nobody should be on Twitter. Twitter's stupid. <laughs> Except that only go on Twitter to only play this to game. Do this pl- only to do this stupid game. And then sign right off. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's great, though? It's great fermentations. It has the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. Top-notch customer service. Same-day shipping. Greatfermentations.com. They're on social media. GR8 Fermentation. Greatfermentations.com. I just wanted to squeeze that in. Sorry. That was you well squeezed done. well. You did. Well. Yeah. you did. Yeah, it was all right. That I hated was, it. That read was live. The leave was right. Yeah, he was you were born to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, talk about a waste of life. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I'm right here. I'm a little dark. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, all right, we got, some, we got two new beers in front of us here from Camino Brewing. What are we drinking today, boys? So the first one we're going to go for is our new Northeast IPA. It's going to be released tomorrow as well. Tomorrow is Taco Tuesday at Camino Brewing Company. Oh. So. <laughs> now Beth's oh, paying attention. Whoa. She heard that yeah, through her soundproof booth. Suddenly Beth's paying attention. Cheese shell tacos. Okay. Cheese shell tacos. She just likes Tuesdays. You're talking about tacos. Of course I'm listening. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have uh, Molly's Catering um, cut, uh, sets up in the back of our house. He's there Tuesday through Saturday, and he's kicking out the best tacos, quesadillas, burritos in San Jose, in my opinion. so That's a that's a huge thing to say. Did I say want... cheese shell tacos? Yeah, he's got the <laughs> cheese key... what? shell tacos? Yeah, just think it's about a, that. It's a key... Blow he calls mind. it a keto taco. So it's, <laughs> oh, I don't like a, that, but... It is a fried cheese shell. So he, gets no okay. he fries it so they get all the moisture's <laughs> out, it becomes yeah. a crispy shell. That's yes, right. Oh, it's now like, Bebo's like, now going to be keto. I love keto. Hell yeah. I love it so much. I'm I'm going to go with that place. I'm drinking bacon <laughs> grease right now. Right. I love uh, it. Cheese show. Uh, Gotta stay uh, hydrated. Absolutely. <laughs> with cheese? <laughs> well, with the beer that comes uh, with the taco deal. So you get there we go. three tacos and, and a beer from Camino for 10 bucks. So That's uh, a real good deal, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So. Full belly and full. That's good. So. <laughs> Tasty's just. <laughs> I guess making a note to him. Mm-hmm. on my way. Yeah. He's done. Until <laughs> <laughs> late, we open. So we, See you tomorrow. <laughs> that's right, till 10. So so we decided that uh, you know we'd celebrate Taco Tuesday and, and release a bunch of new beer tomorrow. I think we have five new beers that are releasing. Wow. We got a um, scoop right here. Yeah, that's what right. are they? What are you releasing? So we have uh, the new Northeast. This mm-hmm. is all work and no play that we're about to have. Okay. We have the double Northeast, which is the Waters of Lathe that we talked about. Okay. We have a barley wine that we actually ended up releasing last week, but um, it's called Last Rites. It's 13, 13%, 12, yeah, 13%. Um, and what else we have? I also brought a barrel-aged imperial stout. 
Uh, we're doing that. And wow. That'll be coming out tomorrow also. That's tomorrow also. Oh. And then we have a pale uh, pale ale, West Coast-style pale ale that we call the Pale Rider. That's, uh, we used uh, grapefruit zests in that one. Oh, wow. Uh, it came okay. out really nice. I'm really happy with that. So That's cool. Are these, yeah. how many of these are homebrew recipes from you? Um, at this point, they all kind of have a, a base in what I was doing homebrew-wise, but mm-hmm. um, our head of production, Elliot Hoffman, and I, he, he and I sit down and we work through these beers hand in hand. And you know, like literally, you guys were holding hands sometimes. I love whatever, that. whatever it oh, takes to really that get idea. that karma right for that beer. That's uh, teamwork. There so you go. That, these are the links that we go to for, for our That's for right. people coming in to drink our beer. That's right. Um, I held this man's hand for four hours for you to have this beer. You better enjoy it. And he does all the work back there. And so, you know, these, I, I bring the, the base of the recipe together. We sit down and we go through. Um, different hop combinations. What's our water treatment going to be like? We discuss these things, and then he puts everything into action. And so he's doing a yeah. he's doing a great job. What's back his name? There. Elliot. Uh, what Elliot was Hoffman. Elliot Hoffman. Okay. Yeah, he's doing just an amazing job back there. I couldn't couldn't ask for somebody better. Um, Good. And so this one uh, is his baby. We took, okay. Uh, What's it called? This is all work and no play. All work and no play. The name was the name was mine. I'll take that. Good. It's not a comment <laughs> on uh, working at Camino. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, Let me log on the glass door and, and talk right. about it. Straight out of the shining. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're looking to have a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is Mosaic and Mandarina Bavaria. Six point five percent comes across. I think with kind of a soft stone fruit um maybe a little grassy character to it still yeah a little bit but it, it, there's that that melon like you said stone fruit i i'm i'm, I'm always hesitating to use the word juicy because i just don't like it because i don't think it i don't think it really accurately describes the way these beers are sort of evolving no right i think they're 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 like this one is is drier at the end mm-hmm. and if i was making this beer uh, I wouldn't want it to be called juicy because it's not. No, I, I really like the mandarin of Bavaria in in this because to me I, that hop tends to give kind of like a very pleasant orange zest with a little bit of uh, the pith on it still, mm-hmm. and the, to me the pith helps kind of add just the dry kind of finish to it instead of like a lingering chalkiness or something sometimes yeah. you get with the hazy beers mm-hmm. and that is kind of i think where i definitely tend to lean if there's one characteristic i noticed while i was home brewing i tend to like beers that finish drier mm-hmm. and so I, that's kind of the end I, I sit on that end more than more than leaving a whole lot of residual sugar in there so yeah, yeah i think it shows too mm-hmm. i mean the the two other beers that we've had and, and this one they they finish relatively crisp and that i yeah. think that's Man, if you can, don't worry. Don't people like to, I don't know, him and haw over like one percent of carafa or whatever. But if I don't want to drink another pint of your beer, then don't worry about it. Like work on getting it dry. Work on getting that residual down. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of the huge factors in in making it drinkable and pe- wanting people to have more than one. Yeah, I agree, Warren. Yeah, we are right. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Like, yeah. We're absolutely correct. Well, another thing is if you can make dry beer, then you then you have control. Then you can make not-so-dry beer because right. you have control yeah. over that. So. Oh, right. Yeah. It's easier to make sweet beer than it is to make dry beer. 
<laughs> but I, that's what you're saying, Tasty? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've got control. Like, you say you want to make a multi beer. You want it to finish it, like, yeah. fine Play Doh. Or the barley wine, for Play-Doh, example. Like there. Pre Play Doh or something. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can make it happen because you know how to control the yeast and the temperature and your vessel shape and all that kind of stuff. Right. Hmm. Well, you got to body shame vessel shapes, dude. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I want vessel positive only from you. From it's all look, good looking stuff. <laughs> It's all brewery porn to me. <laughs> I like shiny things. Right. Oh, speaking of which, uh, it's all you, good looking you, stuff, you have man. just tens and twenties, I assume. No thirties, or you uh, we're all tens. Actually. All tens. All so, tens. Yeah, okay. 12, Fermenters are all tens. Twelve ten barrel fermenters. Wow. Wow. What are you going to upgrade first? Well, so since we signed with Stone, I keep thinking about: uh, Are we going to have more of a core beer? like the Café Con Leche that we've been putting out basically since we started brewing with EJ. That was the, one of the first beers we started bottling with them cool. and putting out into the Whole Foods. Nice. And so, uh, you know, I want to keep doing that, but I don't want to tie up four of my fermenters. And so... Well, uh, I would expect Stoneman wants you to carry like a limited number of SKUs. They're not right. to be yes. apply rotating taps with your beer. Right. They like to have like four, maybe maybe well, only four, Core beers. That's well, gonna. I would imagine that's that's the the distribution game versus the tap room. You got game. room for a, a, a twenty uh, barrel fermenter in there? Yeah, I, I can move some things around. Start and, yeah. maybe looking to put one of those on order. Uh, maybe a thirty, and uh, you could. Uh, Alan will tell you that there's not a day that doesn't <laughs> cost that much more. I'm texting him, going, "Hey, dude." Yeah, 30, I need man. Two, two 20 barrel fermenters. I know exactly where to put them. And then get me a canning line. So Yeah, we're working on it. I mean, we're always looking, you know, kind of down the road a little bit. And we're starting to kind of say, all right, you know, what's, what's 2019, 2020 going to hold? It's, it's not going to be mm-hmm. the same. No. So, you know, we're, it's an exciting time for a Camino. It's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're on the road again. <laughs> That's right. Um, what do you think about this beer, Warren? Uh, you had a lot of the hazy beers. I know Tasty has as well. Yeah, I drink a few. <laughs> Haven't you? I think no. you've been drinking a lot of them. No, no, no. But Tasty, uh, what do you think about yeah. this beer? <laughs> yeah. I like you're this a hazy beer. guy. You've this had a lot is, of them. This is like on the on the good side of the, of the style. Agreed. It, it doesn't have the high polyphenol content. You could tell this beer is, is got the same haze characters from the first pint to the last pint in the cake. You can just tell it's all you know, well in suspension, just made you know. True, a polyphenol beer rather than a yeast beer. Yes. It's definitely hazy, but I would say it's on the lighter side in terms of mouthfeel and, and kind of uh, need the need to floss afterwards. Well, and this is the type of haze that Kim's uh, wit beer should have had, I feel yes. like. Which is which is on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really appreciate the nose on this. There is that mm-hmm. kind of lemon punch. That's not juicy. I, I do feel like it's a, it's departing a little bit from that the quote juicy. I hate I hate saying that word, but uh, um, it's in its own thing. It's a little more refined, a little more focused, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Uh, one thing I don't like about the hazy beers is that they're kind of just scatter shop, and there's really no clear thing that you're supposed to get. I don't know. As, as a home brewer, maybe maybe it's just me, but I, I don't. I want like a definition. I want sort of kind of. A, an oblong shaped package to fit something in, um, but a lot of the hazy beers we've had, they're kind of just they're on one end or the other or the whatever. But this yeah. is is very clean, and it's very focused, and it it feels very deliberate, I guess, versus uh, some of the other stuff we've had, which seems very um, accidental. Yeah, I'm really appreciating the, the the hop combinations in these beers. Yeah, they're really intentional, yeah. and, and and they they work they're working well together, like just the the the, the varieties. 
Yes. And and then you're you're, you're it, it's showing that you understand what each one's bringing to the table because they're just working well together. There's not one that's just like, oh, hey, here I'm at, here I am, and you can't even tell that the others are in here. Right. It's just working really well. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was tough coming over to the, the hazy side of things. You're fighting all the way. Yeah. Are we insulting you uh, or no, not? No. I said your brewer is the one that kind of pushed this Well, I mean, Elliot, like, Elliot, those hop combinations, a lot of that comes from Elliot. Elliot really understands the hop combinations. Elliot really understands the IPA side of things. And me, I like making stouts. I like making Schwartz beers. There I like making, you know different stuff and so yeah. i know what i do well i know what he does well and okay. i you know give him free reign to to do these it's a good partnership things. though you know yeah. because we can Excellent. cover a lot of different styles in a very effective but way. man it was yeah, tough he, he and i had a lot of conversations about you know is this really the kind of thing we, we're west coast ipa kind of people <laughs> we like we like clear beer i've spent so much time as a home brewer trying to get oh, beer clear, tell me about it dude right yeah. trying to make bright beer why do i want to then go and intentionally haze it up but the beautiful thing about Northeast IPAs is, you know, it's a it's a reaction to how the the hop bombs that we were getting for a long time. There. Mm-hmm. It shows you that hops can have interesting flavor and aroma compounds, and it's not just about beating you over the head with bitterness. And so, our first Northeast IPA that we actually did with um, as a collaboration with EJ was uh, called Northeast by West. Because we acknowledge that we still, when we make these beers, have a West Coast character to them sometimes. Uh, they're not as hazy, or they do have a little bit more bite than than a traditional, whatever that is, Northeast-style <laughs> right, IPA right. brings you. And so, but, but we like that. We're bringing you something new in a style where... Uh, you know, everything is continuing to to develop. And so we're kind of bringing these things together a little bit more. So um, I like I like that edge of the exploration of these beers. So. Well, this yeah. beer is great. It's on the low end of hazy, and it, it, it it's, it's, uh, it's exposes the beer. I think that's why we're all we're talking about the hops and because mm-hmm. everything's available. Uh, and really, hazy beers, it's all muddled. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on. Everything kind of like, it's like walking through a... a fog bank or something like that where there's clarity in this beer you can you can detect its components i appreciate that god how many how many beers are going to be out there called fog bank now <laughs> That's a, he hit on one dude i oh man fucking genius fog bank but you're right it is and it's yeah weird. there's you can detect the components in the spirit it's nice and yeah clean clear. yeah uh, what's the next beer? So this is Cafe Con Leche. There we go. Finally, we're here, boys. This beer I've been working on since, like, the... I think Don't it was probably man. my second... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the second beer that I ever brewed uh, was a coffee stout. So this is a homebrewing beer. So this is a, this is a homebrew-originated beer. Okay. Uh, and I spent a lot of years experimenting with what's the best way to get a coffee flavor into a beer without beating you over the head with bitterness or roasts. And so, yeah. so we got lucky in that we found um, a partnership with Chromatic Coffee in San Jose. They make great coffee, and we've been real lucky to work hand-in-hand with them to pick out single-origin varietals, usually Ethiopian, but some of them are Colombian. Um, uh, We get wherever they're from. They're always single-origin beans, um, and we cold-brew them. And so you get the character of that bean 
without the bitterness. You're right. right. And so because the coffee's so good, I wanted to create a, a stout base that would let you taste the coffee. So I dialed back the roast. I even dialed back the body of the beer a little bit. Sure. Uh, we add just a, just a little bit of uh, lactose sugar into this. Okay. Give it that sweetness. And really, it, you know, the reason we created this is because hmm. we drank a lot of cafe con leche as we were going across the Camino through Spain. I bet. So yeah. espresso four or five times a day. Another <laughs> 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 little hard going. Thing. That I just want to put out there is that, uh, you know, a lot of our employees at Camino, a lot of the people that joined our, our team are from the coffee industry. Oh, they okay. come from coffee, okay. baristas, and they really know coffee. And, um, you know, we everybody tastes, everybody discusses. So, you know, it's it's been good. You got people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. With this, uh, with the cold brew and, and adding to the to the beer, did the folks at the coffee company help you with that? Or was that... Um, an addition that you were making already? I, I've been adding cold brew for a while now. You know, okay. the first one I did was brewed espresso. It was good, but it still had too much uh, of that roast character to yeah. it. And yeah. so just experimenting um, along the way. And then when we met Elliot, Elliot was actually the manager, I think, of uh, B2 Coffee, which I'm is barista. just yeah, just around the corner from where Alan was working. So they mm. started talking about coffee and beer and Next thing you know, he's calling us up saying, hey, guys, you know, I want to work for you. So, you know, we call him or he calls himself our uh, Swiss Army knife. So, <laughs> All right. you know, oh. he was doing sales and, and distribution. And he went the tools, too. Huh? That's right. Yeah. He was doing sales and distribution and then started brewing the beer. And one of the things that he brought to this was he really refined the cold brew uh, okay. techniques. He was home brewing, too. You know, he yeah. had been home brewing for years as well. Okay. Great, great coffee aroma. Great coffee yeah, that aroma is yeah. great, man. Wow, it is very uh, complex. It, it, which is always weird, I guess, to call coffee complex. You don't really think about it unless it's cold. Like, I drink mm-hmm. cold coffee. You know, I <clears throat> make a big pot, give some tear, and I have a cup. And then, you know, by the time I go to take my next cup, because I'm dealing with the kid, yeah. coffee's cold. Mm-hmm. I actually like cold coffee. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. like room temperature, like 68-degree coffee is great. Oh. Yeah, I really like it. Oh, it's either got to be hot or ice cold. Like no, you're, you're wrong. What's, 68 I've degrees. Never, but, this is the first time for everything. <laughs> you're right. Well, because I, I think it, it really brings out a lot of flavors that you don't get normally. Either it's too hot or too cold. Mm-hmm. For me, personally. I'm not saying ice cold. Yeah. Just like beer temperature cold. Sure. Well, yeah. let's call it that, too. Okay. Um, but... That's what I appreciate about coffee beers mm-hmm. is it really it, it brings it's a good showcase. Beer is a good showcase for coffee because I think it's at that good temperature where if it's brewed and added the right way, mm-hmm. it can really carry those flavors forward that even just hot coffee doesn't yeah. really have. Yeah. When, when do you guys add it in uh, the process? Just before we send it over to, to carbonate, actually, oh, okay. just before we package it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right at the That's end. That's great. Process. Yeah. And what's the uh, ABV of the uh, of the beer before the coffee? Um, the beer. One hundred after. After is another thing. Oh yeah. Before yeah. No, though. it's um, <laughs> no, it's basically at final before. But when you add you add cold you add coffee, then it dilutes the lowers the alcohol. Right. So it's like six seven, six, six eight, seven. something like that. So okay. it comes down to six five. But I mean, we're not. That's not much. It may not be that high even because it doesn't take much. That's the thing. When we were doing the thirty oh. barrel batches at EJ, we were only adding thirty gallons of 
of cold brew to it, and so it really that's not barrel, yeah. barrel yeah. yeah, so it's not much. There, more there than are a thirty. Point, are they so. a thirty barrel of brew house? Right. That's right. So yeah, one barrel strong coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like how the, the lactose and the coffee work together. Yeah, is, the lactose it, I would never have thought of. I guess the, because we have had some coffee beers on the show and homebrews or whatever that is, it's too dry. It gets thin and acidic yes. very easily with yeah. coffee. And the lactose does a lot to, I think, just balance that out. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I don't uh, think you've used enough lactose for me to even detect it. It seems like it's below the flavor. Thread. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just just there. It gives There's just a hint of sweet that mm-hmm. that I think balances against that, yeah. that roast a little bit. Anytime you got the roast and any chocolate character, yeah. that, that'll bring that up. That's How right. much do you add, if, if I can ask you? This uh, works out to only about 20 gallons. It's about 20 gallons. We've upped it a little bit. Since of, uh, I'm sorry, but the lactose. Oh, yeah. lactose. Uh, like percentage-wise. Percentage yeah, it's less than... It's less than ten pounds. Oh my god! So it's about ten pounds for for a ten barrel batch. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, yeah. People at home can do the math. That is a good, yeah. a good little tweak in there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that's on the lighter side for a traditional milk stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would, would you call this a milk stout? I, I mean, I don't, I don't technically, think so. technically, it is you a could, sweet right. stout, yeah. But, yeah. but that's not really. The heart of it. It is, it is more of a coffee stout. Coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. And so this won in a, a, a coffee beer only competition. Right. I had no idea this existed, and I feel shorted and gypped and attacked personally that yeah. not, to not know about I it. I think they purposely didn't let you know. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like what they would do, the yeah. motherfuckers. Whatever <laughs> we do, don't let him know. <laughs> don't tell JP at yeah. all, ever, uh, in Sacramento. Right. And so Alan and I actually went to law school right around the corner from where the competition's held every year. Uh, it's this is a fourth year I think that that they've done it this year. Uh, Beers and Sack is the one that sponsors it and runs the thing, and they have a, it's they call it the West Coast Coffee Beer Fest, or and it has a commercial competition that comes along with it. So Alaska, I think yeah, Alaska, Alaska won one year, Ballast Point won last year. Uh, oh, so it's not limited to just craft beer, right? That's too bad. Well, there's some, that's a jab at Dallas. Well, all point. the uh, breweries in Sacramento were <laughs> participating in that. Mm, nice, right? Locals as well, yeah. regional, yeah. local, regional, <laughs> and from all over the place. And so, there, we would love to get some more competition in there for sure. I think there may have been as many as what sixty breweries Damn. contributing this last year. What? And there are um, like you can go and get a ticket yeah, and roll it on. Yeah. When, yeah. when is this? It was in November 14th or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's like late October, early November every year. Warren, we got work to do. Well, the date changes and it moves cities. So it's going to be very hard for you to find. Oh, shit. So you're saying I, I shouldn't even try. Right, yeah. It's just, don't just even think about forget it. About it. Just forget about it. Damn. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You can it's have actually, a song next year. <laughs> <laughs> but this beer is available year-round, so you just keep having this. That's right. You you know, coming to get 60 cans of this, and that's just all I need. Yeah, that's right. This beer you can find in Whole Foods pretty regularly. Oh, cool. Um, nice. Yeah, the distribution on this beer is pretty pretty wide. Do you guys work with the roaster and kind of have a, a custom roasting process for uh, the, the coffee you're using? You know, we haven't gotten to that point yet, um, mainly because Chromatic does such an amazing job with their coffee. And so we work with them. You know, we the, the, we work with the, the the president of Chromatic Coffee, a guy named mm-hmm. Ivor. Uh, is the uh, you know he comes in and that we meet up with him and they're tasting it and looking at what varieties are available and you know mm. so he's, they play yeah. a part for sure right nice. but I would never sit there and tell him oh, this bean needs to be a little darker or you need to roast this a little hotter or whatever I 
That's not my. That's not my game. <laughs> I've heard of brewer, I've heard of, on the other hand. I've heard of breweries working with roasters, and they roast completely different for beers are going to be. Uh, yeah, for, I, uh, cold brew for you know it's going to be made into cold brew. Yeah, and Elliot and our taproom manager Eric, who is also from Coffee, and actually was Elliot's manager when Elliot started in Coffee. Those guys may have dreams of doing that, and I'm you know happy to set them free to to go uh, through that creative process with Chromatic. But Chromatic's doing such a great job, and we, we haven't had any any coffee out of uh, any of the batches that we've been doing with them over the last four years that we wish were different in any way. So or it's like homebrew. Yeah. You can always pull, like, five gallons aside and add a different, whole different cold brew. Yeah, you sure. can experiment. And, and, and I, sort of that over the tap house. Or you could have, like, a five different coffee. And, uh, and, yeah, and we do that. We do that. We've had a pub. bunch of different varieties there over the years. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I stuck on anyone. And that, that's a fun part. I've been saying for a, a long time on the show, especially with coffee is, is it, it depends on uh, the, the, the coffee bean, the origin, how it's roasted, but more importantly, the recipe it's going into. So if, if, if this, I mean, cause to me, this recipe lends for a lot more flavor, secondary coffee flavors than stout flavors. Even though they're there, they're very complimentary. I wouldn't necessarily want to feel the need to go in and tweak how the roast is. But some of the stouts that people are adding coffee to, they're very big and robust. And so then I think you would have to add that because you want a lighter roast coffee. And then you can kind of work with the thing. But I know I wouldn't I wouldn't screw with this really at all. That's a tough question, right? I mean, when is a beer done? Yeah, <laughs> when I pee it. <laughs> I mean, you could you could continue to experiment. You could, you, you could experiment forever. and develop the, the recipe and the process and everything, and then three or four years, you're going to taste another beer somewhere and go like, "Oh, I got to change mine." Yeah, just and, like this. yeah, and then you overthink the whole it. thing up, like right. me with my stupid oatmeal stout. I've overthought that thing so far that it's a porter now. It's just water. It's, really. it was right. it's four SRM doesn't have oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, it's not alcoholic. It's 60 IBUs. Yeah, I basically just fart in it, and it's and I sell it. I mean, I don't sell it. No, you I would just, never do that. No, I would never do that. Uh, Bev, I think we're going to get a couple more beers in here. Huh? What do you think? That's my hint, polite hint. way of going, uh, hey, get Bev, up. pay attention. And, uh, I can do that. All right. I just thought you only wanted to do two. No, yeah. also, do me a favor and scream into the microphone again. Yeah. Pause Candy Crush. Okay. And get some beer. And, uh, yeah, any Please good, any good reading materials over there? Like uh, while we're waiting for the beer or anything? Yeah. Uh, go in there. Are you, are you asking Bev or me? You? No. He wants another live read. Well, I do want to tell you. <laughs> he does. I want to tell you about Pico Brew. Oh, what do they do? Pico Brew is back, and uh, you know we've talked a little bit before. Uh, Warren and I have on Heads and Tails, very popular show. Oh, one oh, of the most popular get there? shows on the internet. Yeah, you go to thebrainnetwork.com, uh-huh. and then uh, all the episodes, all the yeah. shows. How many got? How many guys? How many are out there? If I was. Uh, Twelve, twelve. Oh no! In a dozen. We actually uh, this is our year anniversary, so we might be up to like fourteen or fifteen because we no we we overachieved in the first month and 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 added a we dropped three in the first month. Oh, what anything coming up we should know about? Any uh, sort of like uh, specials? We've got one coming up next week. What are you you covering? Uh, With Iron Root Republic, a distillery out of Texas. All right, there we you have go. a lot of bourbons to try, and their <laughs> barrel strength. <laughs> I'm ready for so. that. And you'll be trying them. They'll be on the on the air and uh, yes, uh, with you. Right, yeah, right. we'll be drinking. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. it's just like 55 percent alcohol, and we'll just be <laughs> trying maybe five or six different ones. Yeah, gallons. But just wetting yeah, the lips. Right. Yeah. I hope. Right. We'll be very concise, talking in complete sentences. <laughs> for the I'm whole already show. having a hard time uh, getting <laughs> getting. Re- but, but if you anyway, if you've yes, heard we're saying and, if you've heard heads and tails, we've talked a little bit about the Pico still. 
Yes. So if you're into uh, not distilling alcohol because yeah, it's no. illegal, illegal. In, right. in, 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 in the United States, but I don't really know the, the rules everywhere else. So if you don't live in the <laughs> United States. I don't think States, there are rules anywhere else. <laughs> it's just no man's land. Yeah. It's basically Mad Max and then the United States <laughs> yeah. of America. Right. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but check them out, PicoBrew.com. They have the Pico still. Warren and I are going to get one supposedly soon. Again, yes. still. To distill uh, water. No pun intended. But they have the new Z series coming out, too, which is a, a more condensed, lighter version of the Zymatic. Yes. And that works in conjunction with the Pico still. So mm-hmm. if you want to do some tinkering on your homebrew, you know, a lot of people think, well, if I get a Pico brew, I have, it's just a robot brewing for me. You can still keep your system. You don't need to throw away your 10 gallons system or sell it or give it away no. um, like I did because I actually hate <laughs> I hate brewing but I like recipe formulation yes. and tasting the results uh-huh. that's what I appreciate and this allows me to do that. But uh, if you want help with that, or if you want to do some distillation of herbal whatever, making hop extracts, making hop like extracts. I wonder how. I wonder if you can make your own tasty. <clears throat> I wonder if you can well, make, make your, it up. your own Uh-oh. your own uh, THC extract tinctures with the Pico still because it's legal in California and it's not distilling dist- uh, distilling varietal alcohol. Of course, well, you'd have to get it into an al- alcohol like. Uh, you know, the alcohol would all uh, distill away. You if you got the if you got the THC to dissolve into the alcohol, yeah. When you distilled it, it would just all wouldn't it all just. Uh, and then that would be fo- focused. Uh, the all the junk? alcohol yeah. would go away. THC is alcohol soluble, so yeah. It, but it, THC is not lighter than alcohol. It, it, oh, mean, it might stay behind. It might stay behind. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So you don't know. Just do the tincture. And, uh, yeah. I, I suggest buying a pico still. <laughs> anyway, going down to your uh, neighborhood legal dispensary <laughs> and testing. <laughs> yeah. Me, uh, I look forward to the day when stops. you can, <laughs> yeah. I look forward to the day when you can actually crossbreed hops and pot, right? I mean, they're the same family. You should be able to do it. Yeah, it seems oh, yeah. That would be, yeah. I mean, why hasn't anybody done that? I, I bet you there's some dude somewhere who's been doing this for like 35 years, who only eats like spam. You should be louder with that. <laughs> Clank. How else would we know she's doing something? It's true. But, I mean, that's a good point. You gotta... There's someone has to have done that by now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like Na- in Humboldt might somewhere. Have done it. <laughs> that's true. Man, I will only plant my hops near my pot. That's all I do. Now someone's done it, but they're in jail. They've been in jail for <laughs> right. 20 years. That's true. Yeah. Man, you want to hear a weird story? Uh, so Speaking of jail. There's, <laughs> some of the jail. I actually asked me where I've been during the weekends for the last six weeks. Uh, you know. um, no, there's a documentary. Oh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, Murder Mountain. Murder Mountain. Yep. You've seen it. Yes. Yeah. How'd you guess that? Holy shit. Because we were talking about Humboldt County. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's on Netflix. So check it out if you're you know into yeah. pot, I guess, or whatever. Um, but it starts about missing people. And Humboldt County has like the highest rate of missing people really? in the country. In, yeah. At least California. At least maybe, California. Yeah. Because you get a lot of trimmers. People come up from wherever. They're backpacking in, and they want to trim pot, and then they just... They disappear. But I wonder how many of them are disappearing from their family, and they're like, no, I'm here, but it's, they're <laughs> right. found in like three days. Yeah, I just don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a, a couple of times it's been highlighted. There's a little town called Shelter Cove. Did you see that mm-hmm. part in, yeah. the, in the thing? It's where uh, my wife's family has a, like, they have a house. Yeah. And they, they're, they're following this dude, uh, Duke, Jason Dookie. Right. And his house is right next door <laughs> to my really? family's house. And so there's a point in the, in the show where they throw, like, someone throws a rock. Right, exactly. In the dude's he ends window. up with a broken window. And he's, like, taping up the window. Mm-hmm. That's our backyard. 
Did you Whoa. see that window taped up the yeah. last time you were there? Uh, we were talking to, to Taryn's family. Like, yeah, we were there. We saw that. We saw that happen. And it just wow. tri- it tripped me the hell out. But anyway, it's mm-hmm. a cool documentary, so check it out. Speaking Supposedly that guy is a really good grower. Have you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, actually. He's uh, apparently they, uh, he's really good. Did oh. they ever explain where the people go that are missing? I mean, they, 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 they died. They were missing before they, they died, right? It turns yeah, out it's so, cheaper so to I, kill I, them I than saw they spend like three days trimming weed, and, the, and then now they're owed like... Uh, 300 bucks and a guy just somebody just kills him or something yeah i I think it's for more than that i mean so like one of the guys is uh is that they they, they follow they follow the thread and he was owed like 50 grand see and that's that's the someone you would get so that's the whole that's why people go missing the money the money thing okay the problem is you have something to say oh no i'm i'm a defense attorney i can't say anything about (laughs) my clients are all innocent (laughs) (laughs) actually i was consulting on that and uh an NDA, it's very ironclad. Anyway, uh, just, you know, hey, man, yeah. the things you talk about when you're filling time. That's what right. is this beer, Beverly? So this is, the, I can't say it. This is the Waters of Lave. Waters of Lave. This is the forgetfulness. Very hard word. Yeah. Yeah, Sound out. Waters. Well, Bev doesn't drink water. Well, it is kind of a... She drinks cheese. Yeah, it is kind of a difficult Thank word you. to pronounce. And also, suck it. <laughs> oh. And we, we hesitated with the name at first, but, the you know, the... The goddess of forgetfulness and having to drink from the waters to forget your past life is just kind of too perfect. It's a double northeast style. Um, it's citra, uh, heel melon, and azaka. Wow, that's and a good combo. Comes in at eight <clears> percent. <throat> that is very f- uh, fresh tasting, like fresh fruit, not dried fruit, not essence of, but it tastes like fresh, almost like a mango guava thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A little bit of pineapple in there, maybe. Yeah. Is it just a scaled-up uh, recipe of the uh, all work and no play? For the most part. Okay. Yeah, for the most Bigger part. Beer. I love this beer. Yeah. I think this is a great beer. Wow, it's an easy drinker. 8%. Yeah. Huh? That is yeah. really smooth, man. That is very easy. That is one other thing that I've always prided myself on is how messed up can I get you without you knowing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like big beers that don't taste like big beers. We've got a couple of 11, 12, 13 percenters that I could drink all day. So, wow. And, that's, and home brewing, right? I mean, you make a home brew and you're like, oh, that turned out to be 8%. You know? That's what it is. <laughs> right. So, yeah, right. This was supposed to be a goza. At least right. it's now 8%. Yeah. Right. So that carries through. So it works, it works <laughs> yeah. really well. Stay true to your roots. That's a very good beer. I don't know if drinking this, Warren, I don't know if I would, number one, sight unseen, right? Know that it's um, a hazy beer, hmm. which I am paying as a compliment. Yes. And then, uh, two, that it's 8%. I would not guess that it's 8%. And, and I think uh, in, in a glass where you couldn't see the beer. Yeah. Because the... the bi- the bitters is not high for a double IPA, but to me, it's on the the top end of what I've had on the hazy IPAs, um, hmm. and, and not that I. To me, I it the 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 hazy IPAs I've enjoyed the most are the ones that actually have some bitterness to me, and so I yeah, would agree with you. They're not as muddled. Yeah, right, there yeah. is there is bitterness there, but mm-hmm. you know what? And you were talking about the bitterness just now. And I had to take another sip because I don't remember any bitterness being in there. It, it, it's not something overtly bitter, right? But but it's so it, it's so hidden. Mm-hmm. 
There's a moment. There's there's one moment, and if you mm-hmm. and if you don't hang on to it, you as you know as uh, par, uh, Ferris Bueller says, you you lose it. Oh, so the, the, the wise philosopher. If you don't uh, use it, you lose it. Yes, but you, but you know what I mean. And and, and again, I think that's a compliment to how the mm-hmm. beer is layered and constructed, where yeah. it is very hop focused. It's like a donut. Mm. The bitterness is the middle, mm. and everything else is just kind of hop character. You know, there is no middle to a donut. Sure, there it's is. It's empty on the inside. That's where the middle is. Oh, right. there you go. Yeah. You have to buy them separately. Warren, don't you know what? We got the Greek connection going on. Don't, right. don't worry about you it. You do you. Don't worry. About it. I'm trying to. <laughs> Just forget about it. I'm going to drink from the river again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's going on? No, it's a, it's a very it's a very good beer. I would not guess that it's uh, double yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is like we still have that West Coast foundation, and so mm-hmm. we still. Try and you can bring some of that through and still express the good things about a Northeast style, right? So mm-hmm. you can still have a little bit of bitterness as long as you're showing off the, the the flavor and aroma compounds that people really want to see in these beers. So oh yeah, just like, just like the uh, Cafe Con Leche, just using the the lactose and the and the coffee and using the bitterness and the, the residual mouthfeel and body of the beer to just make beers that just finish so well that you just want to keep drinking them. Right. I just want to smell that Cafe Con Leche over and over yeah. again. I'm, I'm smelling it right now, even as we're talking about the uh, IPA. I'll leave the rest of them with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take them all home. <laughs> I'm going to fight everybody for that. Would you say you, you, you have, I know this, the F word, the flagship word, is very bad right now in beer, but would you say you had one? Well, so I think it's something we've been debating as we, we've been kind of coming into 2019 trying to tell this story. Is there room for like a core four or flagship beers? I mean, I think there are certainly things that we're known for. Mm-hmm. Cafe Leche is one of those things that we're known for and people come in and ask for it and look for it. And so, you know, it's hard to say we're not going to make that beer anymore. Um, and so I think it'll always be around. Uh, maybe not all the time, but... I think yeah. it'll always be there. Um, it's like a redefining of flagship. Right. I mean, there, there are certain things you come back to. They're not certain things necessarily that are always on. But the other kind of what we settled on as we're still trying to figure this out is we're going to produce this beer in cans um, and distribute it, even if we're not necessarily um, having it on tap in the tap room. Mm-hmm. And so well, you won't be able to. You're going to send it all out. Right, any major portion of it, you're going to be out of it. Right, but we'll sell it in the tap room as well, and so yeah, we'll still run out so quick. We'll sell the cans, oh, the cans yeah, in the tap. But you'll run out because you're not. I mean, it's you're spreading it. You know. Right, but you'll still be able to come in at certain points, right, on the release sure. date, and make sure you get some oh, cafe. Get a little line going, okay? Right. All right. Um, so uh, I think it's hard to say, and just because this beer is part of the core of of what Camino is really, and how long it's been yeah. around, and and one of the things that. You know, we brought back from Spain with us, and so it's tough to say we're not going to make this beer anymore. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that the you know the industry has seen you know this kind of onslaught right of new breweries, and so uh, every every retailer is cha- constantly changing out the brands, changing out the beer styles. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that you know Camino, the way it began, the way that it's uh, that the way that it is today, you know, is, is this uh, you know it's we're kind of creating this family, right? I think we're kind of taking beer back to where craft breweries were at a time when, you know, it wasn't so much about business. It was it was really more about this exciting, creative, organic 
kind of community that kind of comes together. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like we've done a pretty good job of of kind of we're doing that, you know, and I think that ultimately that's what's going to survive. It's that, uh, you know, we're 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 not. We're not trying to just be, you know, competitive in the industry. We're, we're, we're trying to make great beers where the brew house is our number one priority. And then we're trying to grow, you know, a community of friends, uh, yeah. you know, that, that want to be part of our journey and see how we change and evolve, you know, over the, over the years. And, and so far, we've been, we, you know, we've, that's what we've been doing. And it's working, it's working for us, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I, and so I think there is a, a measure of, you know, you've got to listen to your community. You know, to listen to the people who are walking in your tap room, and so, to they want Northeast IPAs. You know, we'll give them Northeast IPAs. They want Cafe Con Leche. We'll give them Cafe Con Leche, and then we'll also, you know, at the same time, we're going to do the stuff that we like to do and try and open people's yeah. horizons to new and different yeah. things. Yeah, so. I, I, you definitely got to show the modern drinker what else there is, right. because everyone climbs on that hype train, especially on you know Instagram or whatever everyone wants to take that cool photo but there's other beers out there and and I, I that's got to be part of the challenge is brewing what you like brewing styles that attract you to beer as a home brewer versus what pays the bills absolutely and uh, i got to imagine that's a weird situation to be in uh, but it's a fun problem to have <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's true that's true um all right we're going to take a break Warren. we've earned it We've earned it. We've earned this. Why won't you open? Okay, connection lost. Now it's working. Uh, the internet just went down. No, this stupid. For some reason, we have wireless devices in the studio, hmm. like wireless keyboards and wireless mice. And I don't know why. When they've God made a perfectly good cord, mm-hmm. the cord system, the USB. Right. Yeah, I uh, appreciate that. You're the last friend that I have that still has a landline. I do. If you're talking about wired things. I don't want to talk to you, Warren. I just muted you. I turned off Warren's microphone, so the show's going to get infinitely better right now. Yeah, Twitter game's going to suck. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, with the premise you set me up for, what did you expect? Uh, whatever. Uh, Alan and Nathan, thank you very much, you guys. Camino Brewing. Uh, you go to CaminoBrewing.com to learn more. Um, we're going to just take a quick break and do a little bit of beer news. If you want to stay for that, it's cool. If you want to get going, I know you got like a 12-hour drive. No, it's like an hour and a half. Well, thank you very much for having us. We really appreciate you yeah, being here. Very with you welcome. Guys. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good, good, good beers, man. It was a good conversation. Yeah, had a good time. Warren will be available for hugs later, <laughs> or now, or now. It's fine too. Uh, stick with us, everybody. It's a session. Like I said, we're going to do a smattering of beer news, and then uh, we're going to get out of here too. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Network. 
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewer's Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to brews their vast selection. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, what's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. I wish I had an escape tunnel to get out of this show right now because Bev and Kim are bonding over fashion. You have to talk onto the microphone. Over eyewear. Yeah, we are. We are on. Notice the headphones on and I'm speaking into the microphone. That means we're on the air. And welcome back. Well, yeah. if we had enough Hi. headphones for all participants in the studio, this then is a low budget perhaps. operation. <laughs> this is a very that low budget operation. If only we had a producer who could Your make sure that there's like I can't make purchases without authorization. Oh, Talk to your that. boy. She doesn't need. I'm, we're her and I are in the same room. She doesn't need headphones. She can hear me. Yeah. They're also like two oh, seats over, that and that's pretty far for me to go. So. You can sit over there. Now that I know. I'm I know. But it's like I would have to get up and physically move is the thing. Fair. Mm. You all know Beersmith is a beer recipe building and brewing software on the market, and it offers a 21-day free trial, so you can check it out for yourself. Well, now Beersmith just got better with the release of Beersmith 3. What? Wow. I, I, I don't know how you didn't know this, Warren. <clears throat> I did. I... <laughs> Two is amazing. It's tattooed on you. I, I also don't listen to you. No, that's too bad. Uh, <clears throat> in addition to all the amazing features Your already in Beersmith, Beersmith 3 now offers the following. There's a full colon, so I know that it's a list. Uh, support for mead, wine, and cider recipes for the first time ever. Water profile tool built into the recipe builder so you can build and match water profiles within a beer recipe. Mash pH estimation and adjustment, all sorts of cool stuff. Boil adjustments for high altitude brewing. Oh. So go to beersmith.com today and get your 21 day free trial. So, with all that stuff, it's still free for 21 days. You can still give it a shot. Yeah. You have 21 days to figure out that you can't live without it. 
That's true. <clears throat> Basically, it's like um, like rent to own. You know, where yeah. but you don't pay anything, and then you can just wait the twenty-one days. What is it like, thirty bucks or something like that? It's not even twenty-nine ninety-five or something. There you there go. That's not even. It's not oh even. Oh my big god! Deal. Yeah, it makes your life Why so much waste easier. One batch of beer for a lack of thirty bucks. Come on. Right. All right, we're gonna do a little bit of beer news. Two stories, maybe even three. Who knows? We'll see what not happens. You. But no, definitely not me. Why would I? Uh, it's brought to you by Drakes. Go to drinkdrakes.com. Oh, great and, people. Yeah, check them out. Check out all the places you can buy fresh, delicious Drakes beer. They're all over the Bay Area. All over. Where? How far do they distribute? Tasty? Do you know? You would know. They're in the Nevada a little bit, but otherwise, yeah. all over California. Yeah, oh, really. Still just California, and Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, they're like uh, they're just omnipresent here right. in California. You kind of just take it for granted a little bit. Yeah. But if you're uh, if you're from out of town and you're visiting, definitely check out yes Drake's. <clears throat> All right, this is a good story. I just want you to know that's a good story. <laughs> uh, a Washington D.C. brewery is suing the acting U.S. Attorney General over its inability to sell labeled beer during the partial government shutdown. Atlas Brew Works filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday. In the suit, which was first uh, reported by DCist, I don't know why I read that, uh, the D.C. Brewer argues that the shutdown has affected its ability to sell labeled beer and that this represents a violation of the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah. How did that, they file it if the government shut down? That's a good did point. Did they just, like, slip it under the door? <laughs> yes. Uh, delivered. Push it oh. through the door. Yeah. That seems like a like a... Like a Hail Mary or maybe just like a big F.U., no, Nathan, I, but uh, I mean, I don't know. A well, violation of the sound, First yeah, Amendment? This sounds like a brewery that's owned by lawyers. What, a, what, a, <laughs> <laughs> what lawyer would open a brewery? I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, it, it, it does at first, but the, the way the laws are written for, for essentially acquiring, every American citizen has the right to manufacture and sell alcohol if they jump through the right hoops. It's up to the government oh. to disqualify you from getting one okay. and so if you have that right and then you want to call your product something that's what your speech like you're you're using your voice because pe- businesses are people now also i don't know if you know that. <laughs> well corporations um, are yes <laughs> yeah, oh, not right. businesses corporations if they, right. if they donate <laughs> enough money to the government yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah well i mean the, the so the ttb you have to get label approval especially mm-hmm. if you're selling beer across state lines and so mm-hmm. Nobody, the TTB is not approving any labels right now. And nobody, yeah. Nobody's getting paid to work there. So, uh, yeah, hey, you know, I like any lawsuit that takes this administration to task. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a problem across all uh, alcohol manufacturing. Wine and spirits are also true. the same thing. Oh, really? And, same TTB channel? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually. Uh, the First Amendment. That's just, I mean, your explanation makes sense. Does his explanation make sense? Is yeah, it correct? I mean, it, it, if you look at it as it, as speech, right? You're expressing yeah. you're expressing an opinion through uh, through your beer, through your beer name. Uh, yeah. You could definitely call it. It's a, and it's mm. a printed keg collar. That's what we're really talking about for you know right. keg beer going out of no, state. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, printed uh, document. And uh, actually, the, uh, the guys that were on the last show, Hid Mother, how they were talking about <coughs> opening up their tasting room. They're being affected by the shutdown because they can't get their uh, final approval to open. Same. Because the, the inspectors aren't going around and approving everything. In oh, San geez. Jose, we're facing the same thing. There's a new brewery that's about to open, but they can't get their, their brewer's permit from the mm-hmm. TTB for the same reason. Mm. Yeah. So well, they're losing money every right. day. Right. You get to pay rent. Congratulations. Pay rent. Right. <laughs> no money. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> the brewer says in the lawsuit that the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau approved labels for can of, uh, cans of a beer called the Precious One, but labels for kegs, like Tasty, what you were saying, of the beverage did not receive an approval before the shutdown, and shipping them outside of the D.C. area would violate federal law. The lawsuit says 40 barrels, 40 barrels. Mm-hmm. Of this beer, uh, which will expire in 120 days, have been sitting in a tank since January 3rd. Uh, Justin Cox, founder and CEO of Atlas, uh, says, We see our labels as a form of speech. That's how we speak to our consumers. We're unable to exercise that right without approval from the federal government. The lawsuit comes as the partial government shutdown, which began on December 22nd, persists into its fourth week. It's the longest shutdown in American history. Atlas is seeking an order that would bar acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker from enforcing federal law if Atlas were to package and sell labeled kegs without the necessary approval. <laughs> so what they're saying, hey, if we violate the law, you can't prosecute us. And that's that's what they're Well, no, they're saying they're you saying? can't come yeah. after us. Yeah. For for not getting the proper documentation, like the proper approval, it, even if the the label is does meet all the requirements. So yeah. we uh, obviously they're not brand new on the scene, so they know what's required on the keg label. <laughs> right. It's just no nudity. Come on, right, yeah, go for it. And so it's like if we're not breaking any of the other laws, just because you didn't say yes, we can. Mm. Like you can't come after us is what they're wanting. Yeah. Um, but I know that you're really worried about this. But the TTB uh, tax collection arm yeah. is still active, so they oh. will definitely take oh, the excise God. taxes oh. and everything. Right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and they, they expect them. There's someone that's waiting for them. They just won't let <laughs> you make let more money. Guy, yeah. They didn't put that guy in furlough, huh? Right? No. The expecting guy. Yeah. It is funny because we we got a letter from the IRS actually um, that said that we owe like less than two hundred bucks, like a hundred ninety two dollars. Okay. And Taryn's like, I paid that. I'm like, you, of course you didn't, because I told you to do it. Because I'm the man, and I demand that you do things that I say. That's my job. Yeah, right. And uh, so she pays it again, but she tries to call the IRS. But they're shut down, so okay. you can't call them. Sure. So then a couple weeks later, we get a letter in the mail that there's that there's like a lien pending on us because we owe oh. this amount of money. So we, we we paid the money now three times, yeah. hmm. and but we can't get through to anybody to discuss the problem. So we just keep paying them, you, and just I mean, the, uh, is, is the check is the check getting canceled? No, it's, it's it's like direct like uh, electronic. Oh, they're taking the money. They're taking it, but they're not recording that they've taken the money. Hmm. Well, and they're thanking for it, thanking for it every time. Yeah, by sending you another letter. Just wait for that refund. That's right. So I'm, I'm well with interest. I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of money. Um, this is from uh, the attorney who filed the suit on, on Atlas's behalf. He says uh, Atlas can't function without labeling its products. Nobody would buy an unmarked liquid. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the true uh, takeaway. Really? That's, that's the real the consumer insight apart. takeaway. <laughs> Nobody. There. Yeah, right. Uh, you've never been to a Grateful Dead concert. Come on. Uh, all kinds of unmarked liquids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, I thought it was really interesting and um, good for them for yeah. for challenging what's going on. But I, I do really feel bad for a lot of the breweries. You guys aren't affected by this, right? Are you, Nathan? Or no, it, it really hasn't been something that that has impacted us all. Yeah. Time. So I mean, we, we distribute locally. We focus on our home markets, and so it, we're not going out of the state at all. So. We got our brewer's permit more than a year ago now, so we were, we were on top of all that and got lucky on the timing. So Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you're here, so that way hopefully you can answer this question. But Me? No, not you. Oh. 
Kim is who I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> um, Kim's still here? <laughs> who? Um, I wonder what she does for a living. I was wondering why this wouldn't be a class action suit, like amongst all of the breweries that are waiting for label approval. It would qualify, right? Well, it seems like you could get everybody together and that would be more powerful. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the class action laws, whether or not the you know, uh, freedom of speech argument is up for a class action suit or not. Oh. I mean, there are different different ways to bring lawsuits and you know you sometimes it's more powerful to bring it together sometimes it's better to, to bring it on your own so mm, okay because just imagine if you had two thousand breweries and two thousand wineries and a thousand craft distillers all saying hey <laughs> it's also possible oh. they reached out to a few people and couldn't get a whole lot of takers too it's true sure. yeah. well there's got to be some benefit if, right. if you you know you join the group uh you know, if you are allowed to, you know, send out your kegs and no repercussions of sending them out without TTP approval, great. But if you're not going to, you don't want to do that, there's no benefit for you to join the group. Got to be like the Wild West, man. People pouring tequila just straight into <laughs> yeah. kegs, man. Half tequila, half barley wine. Fortified beer, no problem. <laughs> well, if the keg's blank, I'm not going to have it. That's true. I would never buy an unlabeled liquid. No. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Uh, no, we're gonna have to <coughs> stick it up. It's gonna be real interesting to see how this does oh, or doesn't shake out. Yeah, for sure. Flying Dog Brewery is in the news. Maybe you've forgotten about Flying Dog. Who are they? Exactly. Uh, pot and non-alcoholic beer and seltzer is apparently a, a mixture oh, yeah. that's happening. Uh, Flying Dog Brewery is the latest craft brewery to experiment in the segment, partnering with Greenleaf. Medical cannabis, which always cracks me up that people call pot medicine. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's like medical, like, you know, uh, it can help with certain things, but mm-hmm. calling it medicine, I just, I don't it makes me laugh. I don't know why. Um, it's from my 20s calling it medicine. We call it. Opium was medicine back in the day. Yeah, cocaine, cocaine and opium oh, was medicine yeah. together. Yes. Uh, it's the good med- old days, I think I, they were called. That's my net. We were watching uh, Border Security, Border Patrol and Security on Netflix, and uh, this guy is like, his bag's being searched through, and like, oh, what's in this canister? That's my medicine. And it's just like nugs of pot. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not your medicine. It's weed. Anyway, so there's a reality show. Yeah, that it's that great. It's just like TSA. It's a live camera on TSA, it, essentially. Uh, yeah, but specifically just on border. So it's either like the physical border uh, where you drive your car through, or th- at the airports. Okay. And it's it's really good. I don't know, man. <laughs> wow. I just I love okay. it so much. It's great because people try to lie and they come over on different visas, but then they it's a whole thing, man. Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, they're going to release Maryland's first THC-infused beer this year. The beer, a non-alcoholic India pale ale, of course, <laughs> okay. named Hop Chronic. Huh. A little too on the nose for yeah. me, but yeah, whatever. Uh, will serve as a medical delivery system. <laughs> To provide Maryland medical cannabis patients with therapeutic cannabinoids, including CBD, CBG, and THC. CBG? I've never heard heard of CBD. CBD? I mean, that's like a a, you know medical thing. I know people who take it. Right. Uh, I didn't think THC was like the medicine, but that's uh, the high part. Right. Uh, Without the patient having to smoke or vape the cannabis. This is very yeah, clinical. Yeah, gotta drink it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, the product will be released at dispensaries throughout Maryland and will be available in six packs. 
I feel like this is also or single twelve single serve twelve ounce kit. IPA has lost all meaning. <laughs> if you can have a non-alcoholic THC yes. seltzer medicine and put IPA on it, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the point. And it's, six packs. It's right. a like six what? pack of medicine. What a Georgian horse. Right. But it's IPA, but it's seltzer water with no alcohol and and weed in it. But it's also an IPA. Yeah. It's got to sell. <sighs> Only because it's IPA. Well, like they say, it's a delivery mechanism for the <laughs> CBDs, CBGs, whatever those are. For medicine. Yes. It's a delivery yes. system for medicine. Hop Chronic IPA will only be available at licensed dispensaries well, and only to people who have a medical recommendation for the use of cannabis. Hop sure. Chronic IPA will be available in a variety of THC and CBD potencies. Oh, is Maryland a medicinal only, not recreational? That's yeah, which so is important. why like the word medicine yeah. comes up uh, um, a lot. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that in California. Like, I'm surprised. Isn't it happening, Tasty, in California? Well, there are a couple people constellation making, making it a, uh, some shit. A, a, a seltzer water that is THC flavored mm-hmm. doesn't have any any active ingredients. Mm. But they also they've also make another one that goes into 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 the clubs. They are well, we call them well, these we call clubs. Now they're just pot shops. You can with your driver's license here in California, you can go in there and buy a can of. Uh, Lagunitas uh, get you high IPA. Yeah. They also did one that uh, isolated some of the terpenes in marijuana, yeah. some of the hmm. uh, aroma compounds. That's what's in their water. Pack. And infused the beer with the aroma compounds. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, oh, yeah. 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 Cellar Maker had one where they were infusing yeah. CBDs. So there's definitely people yeah. experimenting with it out there. Wow. Lagunitas is actually, uh, they, they put hops in water <clears throat> and then add yeast to, to do the, the biotransformation. Yeah, and then they take they uh, take that over to a dispensary where it's actually infused with the uh, active ingredient. The, the, the act, yeah, the medicine. Okay. It's infused with the medicine at the at the uh, uh, marijuana certified facility, oh, and then they package it after it, the 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 hop water has been infused with the, huh. the extract hmm. and then it's carbonated and, and packaged. Why don't we have some it's of this fun people. shit for my like high cholesterol medicine <laughs> or my thyroid you medicine. THC in your thyroid? No, but medicine? just like like I want like synthetic th- thyroid hormone infused fucking seltzer water <laughs> that tastes like IPA. That's what I want. Why can't I have it? Instead of just shoving a pill down your throat? Yeah. Hmm. We'll just have Taryn grind it up and then put it in a LaCroix. There you go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Throw a shot in there. Yeah, right, there you go. Get a little buzz. Apparently CBD is, is legal. Yes. And like across 50, all 50 states. Right. I didn't know that. it's not THC. No. Um, this person, CBG, whatever, CBG. That, whatever that is. I think they shut down. They were in New York. <clears throat> big club. Uh, Flying Dog CMO Ben Savage says, uh, we see a lot of interest in cannabis from the craft beer community. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <clears throat> Interest. Uh, and we jumped at the opportunity to partner with Greenleaf on a product that captures the passion <laughs> the passion and energy you see in fans of both craft beer and cannabis. I've never seen like get high. Ener- energy from stoners, but... I never would describe a stoner as energetic. I mean, you've never been to a fish concert, so you That's wouldn't true. know. But you've been to Burning Man. You should at least know some of this. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, but the, there's the energetic there. people, right? I was going to say, <laughs> there are different energizers there. <laughs> Um. Anyway, blah blah blah. I thought it was I don't know super interesting again. 
Yeah. So it, only available in dispensaries. When is when is the cocaine seltzer water going to come? Out? <laughs> That's true. Oh God. <clears throat> what is it called? Fro- it, Freud it, seltzer it, water. I, I need is to clear or- my sinuses. Is it in Oregon or Washington where they're talking about thinking of shrooms? Make, thinking about making shrooms legal. Oh, really? I thought Washington. Yeah, Ooh, yeah Washington? that's a good point. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man, microdosing. I'm super interested in it. In LSD? No, like or like like uh, psilocybin, like mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, like just enough to just to feel something, but not to like like yes. see trees breathing. <laughs> They're breathing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, I mean that's true. But you think you get a lot of that. I, I, I hear it, it, microdosing can also like change, which may or may not be why I'm interested in it. Yeah, um, your psychology like, like, profile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 can change. Oh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. It can like yeah. change, like, like, like chronically pessimistic people. Yeah. They and can like turn change. Turn them into what? Dickheads. Normal. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're you're an asshole. You're just an asshole. You're already halfway there. Yeah. If you were turning me to, you know. Yeah. Actually, they're going to turn him into racist trans people. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, you know, um, you'll be. It's they're already weird, experimenting. It's a weird mix of things. It's like going through the Pyrenees and you transform yourself. You know? mm. Speaking of transformations, I don't know where this is going. Uh, Nishamini Creek Brewing. <laughs> Jeremy over there in Chamonix, <laughs> who, by the way, I'm still waiting. He's told me three times he's going to oh. send me a bunch of beer, and he, he hasn't done those it. Johns? Man, I'd like to have one right now. But he's got my address four times. Hey, mm. bro, what's your address for the John? <laughs> Are you just saying it's, it's three three John, nine John, John, John Street, John, John, John. right? Uh, Nishamini Creek Brewing has been uh, brewing award-winning beers in Croydon, Pennsylvania, since 2012. If you can even imagine a time. That was called 2012. Proud winners of four Philly Beer Scene Magazine Awards for Brewer of the Year and three for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner, also bronze for their smoked in lager in 2016 and 2017. Too many numbers here. I can't deal with it. Uh, but they have a big-ass tap room. Their tap room is a big... Ast? <clears throat> yeah, big-ass. It's a big old onion booty. Makes the world cry. party in the back? Uh, with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating in seasonal or limited beers, a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers, even oak fermented saisons and sour beers. But if you can't make it to Croydon or don't know where it is, hit up their second location in Jenkintown called the Borough Brew House, which features a full menu and 22 beers on tap, including guest taps from local breweries, meaderies, as well as Pennsylvania cider. Check out NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. West Coast cities' names are so much more boring. San Jose, <laughs> Concord, Jenkintown, Jenkintown. <laughs> Flib- Flibbitsburg, Jerkburg, <laughs> Jean <laughs> Uh, I think that's everybody. What I've about hit. the uh, Twitter game? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just checking my library oh, there, lives. Mom. Don't worry wow. about it. I'm just kidding. Uh, Warren, we have a Twitter game. It was brought so. to us by Hidden Moon. So uh, help oh. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery. That's right. Do his John. Go to MoonlightMeadery.com. Uh, Warren, our Twitter game was Name the Brewing Network Band and its lineup and roles. Roll, wow. Well, Three-parter. Well, you know. added that on. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, hey. uh, you know, I, look, man, I'm trying to help. <laughs> it's a collaborative uh, essence. You know that Twitter only has 240 characters, <laughs> right? Is that, I don't even know how many. It it's nine, actually, nine? Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you think? That's a lot to ask. Yeah. For so we only got like six or seven. Maybe because <laughs> there's it was probably vague. 20, but you're just not clicking on the right thing. Bro, I will fucking refresh right now. There's 20 now, which See? is weird. <laughs> um, I had no idea that this would be a thing, but uh, there's uh, 20. How did refresh you know? Refresh is a thing now. Wow. 
I don't know. It says seven. There's even a number. Okay. You ready for this? Sure. All right. Hopefully there's a winner in there. We'll find out. We'll find one. Uh, Joe Herring, which really, if my last name was Herring, why isn't your Twitter account just called Red Herring? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. And then you could just shit post. Shit post? Never mind. Uh, the Sugar Valley Backups is what the band would be called. Beardy, oh. lead guitar. Oh, hey. JP, bass. There okay. we go. Tasty on drums. Oh. Okay. What do you think? Can you keep time, Tasty? You Not tie that your well. I think I'd be a better uh, bass player. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be okay. a good hype man. I'd play a little bit. Like flavor. Like He's the fla- merch guy. I can't do the vocals. Shaker egg. What? what? I can see you, Tasty, playing a mean shaker egg. Jesus Christ. Shaker egg. Oh, that's a combustion. Yeah, combustion. That's okay, exactly yeah, what it is. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like a, is it like a cowbell? Tasty would just light itself on fire. Like a cowbell. Justin would be a no-show. Percussion. Okay. And Bev would like be hiding push. from the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. I'll Joe, a few bars. We'll play it. Put you on there. Uh, Effing Beer writes, uh, the name would be The Indifferences. Hmm. I guess the genre would be Chechenian folk metal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. The lineup, uh, there is no instruments or equipment anyway, so whoever shows up that week. There aren't any instruments in Chechnya. No. The album would be called Cloud Yelling. <laughs> and the single would be called That Sucks Anyway. Hmm. I think I can get behind that. that yeah. It's all mapped out for us. All right. I'll put it, I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I'm liking that one. Yeah. Uh, Dave Schleed writes in and says, I don't know the band name, but it's got Justin on skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, Bev says. If only she had a microphone to talk into. Write the visuals on I didn't that. really want that. I didn't want to put that on the microphone. Put that on the microphone. Uh, Tim Burt says the ghosts of Turn the BN3 Peace Band. BN3. Peace Band. Justin, Dr. Scott, and Shat would be the band. Oh, because they're ghosts. I guess. On the BN. Yeah. Uh, no Darb. Says, duh, the Yeasty Boys. Yeah, but that's already been done. Oh, it has? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Michael Fitzrobin says, this one is too hard. Just outsource it. Uh, I personally appreciate that. Well, really, I think it was the third job that you gave them. Like, you, you made them do roles, name, and... I didn't make that? them. I just said it very nicely. That's a lot of homework. Well, anyway, I, I there you go, Warren. I, I don't know what to tell you. Let me look through, it, make sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. There you go, Warren. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll trust you. Okay. Oh, all right. If you say so. So uh, I only really wrote down four. Joe, which is a Sugar Valley backups, uh, effing beer, which was the Chechen folk metal. Uh, Dave, which was the skin flute one, or Michael, which was just out towards it. Well, what about the yellow, uh, uh, what was the other one? The other what one? Something? The Yeasty Boys? No. Was it the Yeasty Boys? Yeah. Cloud Yelling? Cloud Yelling. Cloud Yelling, yeah. That yeah, was, that's effing beer. Yeah. Oh, that's effing beer. Yeah, yeah. That, was a part I, of the I like that, that was a part of the Chechnyan folk Yeah, metal, see, and right? it wasn't hard because he did a, he he went above and beyond, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for just easy, oh, I'll just fucking whatever. <laughs> You know, we they we, people win actual things. They win prizes. Do they? Touched by Beverly. Does she actually send them out? No. She touches okay. them yes, a lot. I do. <laughs> but they win them. They win them and they stay here. 
No, I send them. <laughs> you own it's what it's Literally, like a it's like a cigar locker, so like much. a cigar club where like you mm. can keep your cigars and then whenever you show up, you can you can get them out. That's what we have. It's like the star certificates that NASA send you. It's your star. <laughs> That's, right. You. That's right. That's right. Name a star it. after a loved one. It's just up there. Right. And you'll never get it. No, yeah, you'll never go there. there. <laughs> right. You'll never Sell your, it. You got your certificate. It, it, it could have already blown up. That's We're right. seeing the light from it about a million years old. <laughs> but you imagine trying, it to, once. imagine trying to sell a star. Like <laughs> I bought this uh, star for a girlfriend, but I broke up. So if anyone wants to, I'm going to sell it. It's on eBay. <laughs> oh. Thirty bucks. I'll rename it for you. Yeah. They Can do just, do that. They do sell stars. Yeah, I know. But do they Let's resell the that. stars? Oh well, no one freaking know? knows where they actually are. Yeah, who files the deeds? Who knows? Who keeps track of who owns what out there? Okay, so we have Joe, Effing Beard, Dave, and Wait Michael. A That's a great question. Let's do all on. Is it though? Can we stay here for twenty more minutes <laughs> and figure this out? No, we're <laughs> gonna get through vital. this right now. <laughs> uh, do we want to take anyone off the list? What do you think about Dave's skin flute comment? I think oh, it was a little no, too. No, no. Get rid of it. I mean, that, oh, that's the visual. One? That's, that's too close yeah. to reality. <laughs> it's true. All right, so we have Joe, Effing Beard, and Michael. Who wants to vote? Warren? Uh, Do you want to? Yes. Well, I'd like to vote. Okay. Um, Whichever one was uh, Chechnyan death metal. That was effing beer. Or folk metal. Yeah, Yeah. that one. I agree. Same. Really? All right. Tasty? I agree. I am on the same plane. Nathan, you want to jump in on this stupid thing? I think Cloud Yelling Alone wins it for that. (laughs) This is the name. Uh, I want to name a beer. The beer. (laughs) Uh, The TTB, we're open. Google it right now. Perfect. Um... Kim, do you matter? It's unanimous. That wasn't an option. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the choices. <laughs> oh my god. Right, right. So winner, can we announce it? Yeah. All right, effing beer. Good job, everybody. We're moving on. Michael, I would have voted for you, dude. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought right. you picked also the yeah. the long answer. You like that you one. Yeah. Appreciated you laughed the most. You don't, your microphone's not on anymore, Ken, because you <laughs> don't understand how it works. All right, I think we're done. Yes, please. I think we're done here. We Music to my ears. We did all of the words. We did all the things. Yes. I have. We, we uh, read all the lives. Yes, we did. Good job. All right. Uh, Nathan, we uh, we skipped a beer because I got oh, shorted. Yes. I got shortchanged a beer. So what, what beer do we have in our glass right now as we end the show? Well, I think it's a good one to end the show with. It's our, I think, 12.6%. Uh, it's a barrel-aged imperial stout. You, you know Ooh. what? You're right that none of your high-alcohol beers, t- I would never have assumed that this would be 12%. No. So this one came straight out of the barrel, so I, I wanted to give you guys something wow. interesting oh, wow. to the night on. Thanks yeah, thanks, it. man. Yeah, cheers. I'm just sorry we didn't get to it in the last segment. Hmm. If only all of us had a sample. <laughs> hmm. It's pretty good. Trust me. Yeah, we got we got the we got a barrel from uh, Griffo Distillery in Petaluma, oh. and the barrel was a High West whiskey barrel that Lagunitas purchased and aged a stout in, and mm-hmm. then Griffo bought it from Lagunitas. And then we bought it from Griffin. Uh-huh. So it's got an interesting history. Wow. Yeah, a little bit. And then it's been in alcohol twice and beer twice? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. There's still some character in there. Yeah. yeah. The tannins are coming through. What, for sure. what did uh, the previous distillery age in the barrel? It was, they did, um, I think they called it, a, it was like a stout barrel bourbon or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. had two bourbons in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. That's very good. Thanks yeah. for, for dragging that out for yeah, us. Yeah, my pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been the session you've been listening to. Uh, thanks to Alan and Nathan from Camino Brewing Company for coming all the way up from San Jose to talk some beer and share beer with us. I really appreciate it, man. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank go you to for having us. go to CaminoBrewing.com. And then uh, we'll be back, uh, I don't know, at some point. Maybe next week. Next week. Yeah. Yeah, next um, week. Black this week, Frog we, Brewing. There you go, Black Frog Brewing. We have uh, Dr. Homebrew this week. I think we have Heads and Tails this week. If anybody's yeah, listening Friday. live, you can yeah. check it out. If not, then uh, you have to wait. I don't really care. Kim, it's been a pleasure seeing you as always. I wish you could talk in the microphone, but I turned it off. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you later. Sky and winning the race, JP.